is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other than this burn three. No need to change. Keep it tuned to City. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 My God is good His love endures Let all creation join to sing Yes, Six minutes past six. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to City Breakfast Show. 
It's been good to me, it's good to you. And that's why we have a chance to make a difference. Using the power of the airwaves, using the wisdom of great questions, using the knowledge of intelligent conversation, using the soothing power of wonderful music, using a keen understanding of the context of our economy, understanding the purpose of development radio, with a beautiful dose of inspiration every morning from 6.20 to 10 a.m. Starting off with Business Sense brought to you by ADB. If you have an existing personal loan with us and you've serviced for up to a year, we have good news for you. We're providing you with special personal loan top-up to meet your school and hostel fees, rent, mortgage, domestic needs, and all those new things you need within this period. This special loan top-up reduces your interest rate, extends your repayment period, and helps you maintain your existing monthly repayment amount. Call 059-384-4898. Alright, so let me get into business sense. This is something I heard recently which I thought would be good to reflect on. My love for you may be unconditional, but you need to earn my time. My love for you may be unconditional, but you need to end my time. Now, this is important for leaders. So, you may have a team of just three people and you can allot them equal time. But once the team begins to get more, like 30 people, like 300 people, like 3,000 people, yes, you can love everybody in your downline. But to spend quality time, they must show that they are prepared to pay the price. So, my love for you may be unconditional. And this is in the context of a leader and a follower relationship. You need to earn my time because I can't give equal time to all the 30. (laughs) So yes, I can give equal love. I can say, well, all of you will do well. I'll tell you the same things, but I can't spend the same time with all of you. So if you're in the leadership downline, pay the price to get quality time with the person who's mentoring you. And if you are up there, people may not be able to do anything to earn your love. But they certainly have to do something to earn your time. Business is brought to you by ADB, Truly, a Greek, and more. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. And I feel your broken heart. I can feel your hurting. Still, you choose to play the part. If you let me be.
all this I'll give you uh, you love that gold can't buy If you take a chance, take a chance. I'll be worth it for a chance that chance, oh I wanna be the only one to hold you Touch you from the heart I wanna be the only one to soothe you I wanna be the only one to love you Six thirty-two, Eternal featuring BB Winans. I certainly want to be, and that's the way we choose to welcome you to Monday the Sith. Happens to be the bed of some of my favorite people. Salom Adonu, Ni Apatu Plange. and of course to you, Tyrese Oponganani. You're thirteen years old. Coming in from your mother and your dad and your siblings, Orson, Emujin, and Ayn, Maria, and Avant. Six thirty-three is the time, and we're welcoming into the show Kukui Hansen for Morning. another week. Fernandino, it's good how to have are you, you back. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. Every time I'm away from here, it feels like I'm gone forever. Yes, you know, because radio, <laughs> radio is your first love. You know, then by the time I'm you know, yeah. getting yeah, you're getting used to like, it. Yeah, bah. yes, it, but it's it's good. It's it's part it's of your de- part of it, your development. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Godfrey, welcome back. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well. I am well. I am well. It was a it was a good weekend. Is Arsenal it? lost. Okay. Oh, please, Liverpool were embarrassed. Please, please, please. The level is still the same. Please, nothing has changed. Man City, Man City lost. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Except what you want. I watched plenty football. Please, please, please. Let me pay. Hard you say, oh, let me let me pay the bills and yeah, then we'll yeah. get into the newspapers. The newspapers reviews brought to you by Total Energies. They are the ones who have supported us for all these years. Irrespective <laughs> <laughs> of what how our team performs, your car also performed very well, mm. and because of their consistency for the past three years, mm. they've been winning this petroleum coming of the year. Now they are in the Hall of Fame, and they have. Great pride to say that dedicated awards to you. So drive to Total, make sure you get filled up from Total, and you live happily ever after. Yeah. As Bernard was really asking, I had a sense that he was talking about Liverpool in his head. <laughs> like you three years consistent. of consistency, you know, and then the Hall of Fame, you've won everything. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know why you want to force football on I'm not forcing football, I'm just saying anything. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of stories globally that are troubling, eh? And maybe we should. Do you that. don't want peace. Monday morning, you want to do so the, the president is telling you that 4,000 people have come yes. and more are coming. Yeah, they should you come. Know, I went to we Boku, plenty issues, you know, even within the sub region. There's an interesting thing I want to tell you about. Tell me, tell me. Tell o- me. Algeria and Morocco's rivalry mm. is actually beyond football. Oh, of course, it is. So apparently, France has ditched Morocco for Algeria. Oh, yes. Gosh. And Morocco is unhappy. 
Yes. And I'll explain what it means to you. When uh, the Algerian Prime Minister went to, um, sorry, the French Prime Minister went to Algeria with every single member of the it's French like cabinet. 42 yes. Serious. And it's because of gas. Uh, and there are a lot of things like that happening as well. South Africa has a major doomso mm-hmm. that they are dealing with. It's affecting the chicken industry. Did you it's, know oh, yeah, it's been killing it for two um, some it, time now. It's very, very serious. And a very small company wrote a newspaper article that is threatening India's one of India's richest men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like the guy is doing an IPO, it's a huge company, it's all like India's top twenty billionaires. And some newspaper in some corner wrote some article about the IPO and I think it just scattered it. It was scattered. A lot of stories coming up. But let's okay. start with Ghana stories. We'll start with Ghana stories and the road that I have mentioned several times. Mm. Kolobu roads now death traps. Bernard, that road does not deserve to be the in front of Ghana's first. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're in an ambulance and you know they drive yeah. fast. You no, to, no, no, if you're no. entering, you have to pass the back. Yes, it's not good. You have to pass Bishop Bauer's side. Side, yes. Otherwise, the front, you just destroy your car. Yeah. Lots of speed up trials in the offing that's the age of the boy Adami continues uh his chase of yeah. reform rather impressive yeah um mm. sort of approach now mm. you know he runs the legacy yeah. <laughs> it's very important i am fda will conclude in march this is coming from the president that i go for oil is back mm-hmm. npa to regulate product prices. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the Guinean Times front page has this similar headline, Gold for Oil Deal, Fuel Prices to Reduce by Much, says the NPA. Also, Parliament reconvenes tomorrow. President Kufuado accepts resignation of Chieftaincy Minister mm-hmm. and appoints Dan Butri as Caretaker Minister. Mm-hmm. And the military restores calm to Mami Krobo mm-hmm. after averting reprisal attack on nomadic herdsmen. You know, I visited Mami Krobo. This was end of 2021. Wow. There's a school there what did know, you that see? we support. I saw a very peaceful, calm place, well, but mm-hmm. I must say there was some hint of security Tension. in place because of robberies and things mm. like that, which I thought was very surprising. This is what, you know, this but is it was, why. It, it, this is it why. surprised me to hear that, but mm-hmm. yeah, very calm. Yeah. Took a ferry ride, you know, on the river. So this is Ghanaian Times, right? This is the Ghanaian Times front page. Yeah. Okay. Coming back to the Chronicle. Yes, let me, no, I'm coming back to the Republic Press. NPP Shifting's, uh, split over presidential primary state, Boache Jacques Dal and Chamatin, Dr. Baumia, uh, Ablakwa Butskusi Boatin's injection. Uh, on the front page of the paper as well. Fetish Priest reports two men uh, who tried to sell him uh, to... Uh, Fetish Priest reports two men to police who tried to sell to him exhumed corpse at New Edubiase. Talk to China on our behalf. Kufuado urges Germany on this loan uh, matter. Mm, well, the final front page has premix fuel subsidy hits 264.8 million Ghana cities last year. Also, $700 million second gas processing plan to be completed within 24 months. Here's the headline you just read, Godfred. Ghana seeks Germany's help to get China to back debt restructuring efforts. Gold for oil program explained in 14 points. And we are fully EVAT compliant and feel victimized by the GRA. This is Malcolm mm. speaking. And you know who the spokesperson is for Malcolm. Mm. Yeah. Godwin Avenobo. Mm. Yes. Front page of the Anchor newspaper, Birmingham Central Youth uh, Deserting Galamse Sites for Oil Palm Farming as Alternative Livelihood Program Impacts Lives. Okay, that's good news. Information Minister strangely missing after 963,000 oh, uh, COVID 19 albatross. He was yeah. at the spelling bee with the first lady. 
with some small beard. Yeah, he's, he's looking different. In Kruma, where you day? <laughs> so I look like all the Palutians that they get beard. The Suhini get beard, Avegi get beard. The problem is that you grow beard. <laughs> but he look nice. Let me yeah. say. Could you look nice? Grow beard. And, another one dodging. Head Kishi Minister dodges grilling. No, he's not in the country. Yeah, okay. He'll be back on Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're here. And then, uh. And actually, Parliament reconvenes tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so front page of the anchor for you. The Inquisitor front page. NDC NPP flag bearership do 419 posters take center stage. Okay. Oh. Also, um, Guasu Omanhene backs Allen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anticipate this. There's a book on the late Alaji Aliu Muhammad to be mm-hmm. launched soon, okay. apparently. So maybe we'll get some history about the late vice president. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Ghana AIDS Commission is lamenting low budgetary allocation. And that's concerning because mm-hmm. each time we speak to them, they keep telling us how numbers are increasing, especially mm-hmm. among the youth and the middle class. And it looks like they're not getting much funding mm-hmm. to help curb that. But that's the um, from the Herald's front page, Bernard, gold for oil halting consumer exploitation, $350 million monthly import but analysts want to tell oil refinery revived mm-hmm. and then also another story here economic crisis under Kufuado affecting NPP's 2024 campaign there's a story on uh, the new DSTV charges that people uh, customers are very unhappy mm-hmm. about also on the front page of the paper mm-hmm. right, the new crusading guide I'll just give you a couple of headlines it's Alan's time uh, a mirroring headline here Oman Hini of Guasso declares mm-hmm. and Ghanaians criticize Ablakwa for disrespecting court orders mm-hmm. um, yeah I'll give you those on the new crusading and finally for me, but at the front page of the BNFT hospitality, tougher times for hotels as utilities VAT mm. uh, weigh heavily on operators. This already clean as BOG to halt financing of budget deficit on the front page of the paper as well. And delays in public sector workers' contributions worry snit. Mm-hmm. And the Chronicle front page, finally, it's Alan's turn to lead NPP. Again, that headline is here. We have virtually concluded the domestic debt exchange program. IMF board approval is next, says President Kufuado. Also, what gold for oil deal entails? And there's something in here about 58 years after the death of Dr. J.B. Dunkwa. And the Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 21 is the scripture today. For we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man. Citynewsroom.com Kolebu doctors suspend plant uh, strike, so that's good news. Quite a number of stories on the economy. For example, gold for oil, 11 OMCs fail to reduce prices on first consignment. Meanwhile, government spent $40 million on the first consignment, according to the MPA. Still on the economy, this story here, government to securitize $3.3 billion in central bank loans. So that means the central bank is now the highest holder of government of Ghana bonds. Alan is saying that economic crisis is affecting MPP's message for 2024. And then IES is asking government to privatize store to make it more productive. So lots of economy stories. Mm-hmm. Then pensioners to pick it at finance means over DDE. But in other stories, overlord of Gonja Kingdom, Yabungura Tuntumba, dies age 90. That's also on citynewsroom.com. And five injured as Bibiani Zongo residents clash with Asante Gold Mines. This is one we should keep an eye on. Now, if you go to my journal online, their lead story is a Bibiani Gold Zongo story. Five injured as Bibiani Zongo residents clash with Asante Gold Corporation security men. Also, Deputy Defense Minister says security agencies in Boku will bring situation under control and then encourage China to support our debt restructuring efforts according to Germany. And then IGP petition over death of gospel musician's brother. This is the story that mm. happened at the West Hills Mall. Mm. And then uh, citybusinessnews.com. Twitter is reportedly planning to charge businesses $1,000 per month to keep gold verified checks. 
AGI urges government to effect favorable business policies. And then Ghana begins to locally manufacture its own bullion vans to combat robbery. That's a good one to keep your eye on. Globally, BBC hundreds killed as huge quick rocks Turkey and Syria. Oh, 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 and we are told it's a 7.8 magnitude oh. earthquake that oh. occurred. This is two countries. Meanwhile, Ukraine is bracing itself for a new Russian offensive this month. The war is seeing no end. Let me take you to a few more headlines. Bloomberg's lead story. Liberia's president will accept nomination for second term. So he wants to run for a second term. Mm-hmm. South Africa's firms. This is an interesting one. South Africa's companies are urging Ramaphosa to pick better ministers. Mm-hmm. All right? To mm-hmm. pick better ministers. And then out the economist has an interesting front page. Joe Biden is planning to remake America's economy and he's going to inject trillions of dollars in three key areas. We can talk about that later on. Okay. Let's come into that. I guess gold for oil, oil for gold, yeah, gold it's, for it's something. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of economic stories. stories. Okay. Well, the center spread of the Ghanaian Times this morning says gold for oil deal, fuel prices to be reduced by much. Mm. So the National Petroleum Authority has assured the public that the gold for oil or G4O initiative will meet 50% of the country's oil demands by March 2023. According to the NPA, this would lead to lower expand prices in the country. A statement issued in Ghana yesterday by the NPA said it would work with the Bulk Oil Storage and Transport Company, or BOST, to negotiate prices with the international oil traders to ensure that the landed cost of products procured under the program always comply with the with competition. Mm-hmm. The statement said all bulk import distribution and export companies and all marketing companies who want to purchase products under the G4O program will be required to sign off an undertaking confirming their willingness to comply with the terms and conditions for partaking in the purchase and sale of G4O products. The implementation of the government's G4O program, which commenced with the arrival of the first consignment of about 40,000 metric tons of diesel on January 15th of this year, valued at about 40 million US dollars. Mm-hmm. So let's see yeah. if Indeed, it helps now, to reduce on the, the go for oil, Dr. Amin Adam was on the City Breakfast on Friday mm. and he made some interesting revelations. He says, for example, that some 11 out of 27 OMCs that benefited from the gold for oil policy failed to reduce the prices of their commodities. The situation, he said, has been a setback on the policy intended to improve the supply of the commodity positively, influence price change, and show up exchange reserves. I'll bring you highlights of that interview this morning. I thought it was a really mm. good interview, particularly the probe. Sort of, you push them a bit, getting to the end, and credit to him, he stood his ground, made mm. some explanations. Now, I, I thought that interview addresses some of the questions people had raised earlier, because there are the questions online. For example, IES says government should provide more information about go for l policy. They spoke about why they haven't gone to parliament. I think you asked him all those questions and he addressed them. The other economy story that I thought we mentioned was that government is going to securitize $3.3 billion in central bank loans. Guys, we are going for $3 billion from the IMF, right? Now, this story on City Newsroom says government plans to convert an estimated 40 billion CDs or $3.3 billion of loans owed to the Bank of Ghana into bonds making the central bank the single largest holder of domestic government securities and exposing it to the ongoing domestic restructuring process. According to people familiar with the matter, the bonds will be issued by the finance ministry and will also cover the interest owed to the Bank of Ghana. Now, there are no details on the timelines for the securitization, but the government is seeking to conclude the restructuring of its public debt this quarter with a view to securing IMF board approval. This story originally by Bloomberg. Now, th- this is a key point. The securitized central bank loan will be added to the list of domestic debt under the restructuring, according to sources. Now, the new bonds will bring the central bank into Ghana's ongoing debt restructuring process, mm-hmm. under which the government is asking investors to swap over 130 billion CDs 
worth of local government securities into new notes and less attractive terms. We'll give you more details on well, this. Well, then story. let me give you two stories staying with the economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, BOG to halt financing of budget deficit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on page three of the BNFT. It says that the bank has faced criticism for its loans to government, which reached 42 billion Ghana cities by the end of 2022, with concerns centering around the growing public debt stock mm-hmm. and possible inflationary pressures. Mm-hmm. As a result, it's expected that the IMF will require the signing and enforcement of an MOU between the central bank and fiscal authority, pledging zero financing from the former as one of the conditions for its $3 billion facility agreement. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to page five of the Republic Press, no, actually, let me take you to page four mm-hmm. of the Republic Press, uh, the president is talking to Germany and he says, mm-hmm. talk to China on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kufadu is urging Germany. Uh, he made a call when the visiting German finance minister, Christian Lindner, called on him at the Jubilee House. Uh, he's the head of a delegation from his country who are holding bilateral talks. He also the made a few comments about the Burkina Faso situation. And I, I need to tell you about this. So there's a, there's a big call for the UN to probe Wagner in Mali. Mm-hmm. Because of war crimes. So, and I'm, I'm bringing this because Wagner is now taking over essentially Burkina Faso. And there's a, a, a conversation around what Wagner has done in Mali a few months earlier. And the president was really sort of concerned about that whole security situation in his meeting with the German uh, uh, leader as well. So it's almost like the, the, we are still looking for Europe, the US to help within this region. And we don't seem to be getting the help that we need. But we'll see. Let's yeah, come well, back to you. Yeah, two stories regarding the military security, etc. One in the finder, and that has to do with what you just mentioned. RegSec cautions Boku residents in combat. So the Upper East Regional Security Council has cautioned residents of Boku and its environs to desist from engaging the military in combat mm-hmm. as it could lead to more deaths. Mm-hmm. Now, a statement signed by Mr. Stephen Yakubu, who's the Upper East Regional Minister and Chairman of the RegSec, said any attempt by any faction to engage the military in a fight will be more catastrophic on the part of the civilians. Now, this was issued after RegSec held a meeting on Thursday to review the security situation in Boku mm-hmm. following renewed clashes that reportedly led to the death of 10 civilians, including a 12-year-old boy. Mm. In the statement, the council sympathized with all bereaved families as a result of the conflicts which have gone on in the Boku area for some time now. Mm. Now, if you go to the Ghanaian Times, military restores calm to Mami Krobo after averting reprisal attacks on nomadic herdsmen. So the military personnel deployed to the Mami Krobo area in the Fram Plains South District of the Eastern Region, say they've restored calm to the area and urged residents to go about their daily activities without fear. The armed troops were airlifted last Friday to join their counterparts already in the area, following intelligence that the people were planning a reprisal attack due to an alleged murder of a resident by nomadic herdsmen. So a military source spoke with the Ghanaian Times and said that based on the information, they quickly dispatched their personnel on Friday mm-hmm. and they followed that up with another batch to beef up their strength at the weekend. Now, the personnel are patrolling the streets of Mamikrobo where the incident led to burning of some houses and properties mm-hmm. belonging to nomadic herdsmen in the Zongo community. Yeah, so there's a lot of security stories mm-hmm. around. For example, Bibiani Gold Mines, residents in that area clashed with military guards of Asante Gold Corporation. Five persons have been wounded, and this story is coming from Stanley Boedi. And yesterday we heard from the regional minister commenting on this. So apart from the Mamikrobo situation, apart from this one, there's also the Boku one. But let's go to Kolebu. There are two stories. There yes. was in Kolebu. Yes, if you go to page 16 of mm. the Daily Graphic, roads leading to the Kolebu Teaching Hospital are becoming death traps with their depressed surface, bumpy rides, traffic chaos, filth, pits, and asphalt cracks, such as alligator cracks. Now, the main road, officially known as the Gattusberg Avenue, as well as the Ring Road West, also popularly known as the Mortuary Road, are meant for emergency health delivery, but they are rather threatening lives, mm-hmm. giving their poor 
nature. The daily graphic on the tour of the area observed that while the road leading to the hospital was anything but first class, the internal roads within the hospital had received a facelift with a touch of re-asphalting. Mm-hmm. Now, they're also concerned about the immediate environs leading to the main entrance of the hospital, which have been taken over by commercial vehicle structure. There are two main trotter stations right in front of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, a station which makes the area congested with vehicular traffic. The good news from Kolebu, though, is that doctors have suspended their planned 13-month pay area strike. So that one is a good one. It's a story by Daniel Sakite. It reads, Doctors at Kolebu Hospital have suspended their intended withdrawal of service over 13-month salary arrears. The group had earlier threatened to withdraw service to outpatient as well as elective surgeries starting from February 6, which is today. But speaking to City News, Chairman of the Kolebu Doctors Association, Dr. Franco Usu Setre, said the withdrawal of services, which was to have begun today, February 6, has been suspended for an agreed timeline with management for the payment of salary arrears. We need to commend the employment ministry for a lot of the work they do you know yeah i mean we we usually report them when strikes happen but there's a lot of things they manage to avert <laughs> and you see it's not a tangible ministry like roads mm. but if if doctors mm. go on strike it people die yeah. so you you can say you can you can tell that a road person is doing a road by a lot of the things that they, a lot of the fires they quench, we don't see it. We only see the ones that they are not able to quench. So, Charlie, mm-hmm. for anticipating and stopping this one, they, because I was in Kolebu this week, mm-hmm. and trust me, look, the hospital has so many people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh my God, if yeah. you go there this morning, yeah. it's like hundreds of for people. So, it's a good one there. Let's yeah. continue good morning to Kolebu. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Look, I'm going to the Ghanaian Times editorial this morning because mm. today is February the 6th and it's observed as the International Day for Zero Tolerance for Female Genital Mutilation. Mm-hmm. And they are focusing the editorial on that, saying female genital mutilation must end. And yes, we emphasize and underline that. Mm. Um, so the theme is partnership with men and boys to transform social and gender norms to mm. end FGM. So okay. the men in this studio, the men all around us, please help to champion I thought the you were cause. Going to read the story about the AIDS people yes, are getting we'll, money. We'll read that as well. Link so it to this. We will. This is, so this is the first leg of that, right? Yeah, something so about AIDS Commission getting low budget it's in, free. It's in the Inquisitor. If so you can add that to this please, one. Please read the Ghanaian Times editorial. On FGM. And, um, yeah, let's make a lot more noise about stopping FGM. Uh-huh. Um, but if we go to the Inquisitor front page today on page three, the Ghana yeah. AIDS Commission is lamenting low budgetary allocation um, for 2023. According mm-hmm. to the Commission, they only received less than 3 million CDs okay. of its 14 million CD budgetary allocation for 2022. The commission says the situation has had dire consequences on the delivery of their mandate. Mm -hmm. They appeared before the Public Accounts Committee. um, That's the Director of Finance Administration at the Ghana AIDS Commission. His name is Daniel Insien. He said, currently, our subvention is not the best. Our budget for 2022 was 14 million. We received less than 3 million for the first quarter. Our last release for the fourth quarter, which was about 1 million, we received 300 Ghana CDs, and it makes it difficult to run the commission. Mm -hmm. He was asked how they were able to provide drugs to patients, because you know, um, antiretroviral drugs and they're mm-hmm. supposed to be free mm-hmm. so how do you pay for that if you're not getting your budget um, he said these are subventions given to us for operating other activities so the administrative parts of it but the Ministry of Health purchases the drugs and gives it to us through stores so they're struggling right. a bit let me yeah. give you a few stories in the Herald Go for Oil is halting consumer exploitation $350 million monthly import but analysts want term oil refinery revive we give you a raft of mm-hmm. that economic crisis undermining Akufuado's 
and Akufado affecting MPP's campaign. This is yes, Alan Tremanting. Yes. Says Ghana needs competent persons to turn things around. That's an interesting story. Yes. Now, if you go to page three, the NPP and their presidential primaries, uh, it's also covered extensively there. So you can get yeah, yeah. analysis he actually why has the dates. One, he actually has one which says Anwakuba. They are struggling to reach a date. So, so this story is from City. It says MPP stalwart is revealing details of clashes at MPP National Council meeting. Now, he spoke on Irish News on oh. Friday. Now, Dr. Richard Anwakuba political scientist and a member of MPP has blamed the delay in setting a date for the party's presidential and parliamentary primaries to some mis- to machinations by the president. According to him, there is a contention between the president and the party with regards to the date for the primaries. Dr. Makuba revealed that the president wants to hold the primaries in February next year, <laughs> which, he said his 20, which he said his 2024 budget would have been passed by then. The MPs, on the other hand, also want the primaries held in August this year to give them enough room to do whatever there is to have to keep the party in good shape. Interestingly, an earlier report said the ruling party National Council wanted November 2023 to elect the presidential candidate. Chadet, this is serious. Look at the date. No, uh, no, uh, August this year, February next, next year. That's year. like how many months in the middle? Like six months. Yeah. So they can meet in the middle. Mm. They can do it in October or something. Let me give you two quick stories, Bernard, um, on page two of the BNFT. Funding for sanitation heavily reliant on benevolence. Mm. As high as 92% of total allocation to the Ministry of Sanitation and Water Resources, oh, the 2023 okay. national budget is expected to be financed by developmental partners and oh. donors. Yeah, oh, that's me, something we should yes. look out for. And then the hotel story is also there. Two quick stories. Ghana begins to locally manufacture its own bullion vans to combat robbery. This is citybusinessnews.com. This is when the president uh, visited the... Um, Which company is this? Brompton? Dehawk Kenaki Manufacturing Limited. Uh, the Defense Industries Holding Company is a private business arm of the Ghana Armed Forces and okay. Kenaki Manufacturing Company from the JV called Dikmak. And this was discovered on Wednesday when the president examined the cars as part of handing over ceremony of the Armed Forces uh, thingy. Then oh. there's another one that I thought would interest you. Um, this young lady has retained in impressive style the... Yeah, the spelling B. Yes. So what? Nadum Dakun Asari retains oh. an impressive style in an entertaining yet thrilling battle between Nadum Dakwansari and Michelle Kuma, the former came tops to retain her title as the best speller in Ghana in this year's edition of the Spelling Bee Competition. Now, Miss Dakwansari, Charlie, the kind of words they are spelling, she's 11 years old, mm. DPS International. Now, the word she spelled, I can't even pronounce it. Try uh, I'm maybe going to spell it. I'm coming. Where's the word again? Kokuizio, if you are struggling. No, I'm looking for the word. Something door something. Oh, God, where's this word? Oh, God. I'm looking for the word. It's D-O-U-R-D something something. Charlie? <laughs> she got it. And she's, she's retained her title. Yes. Congratulations to her. To, to compete in the script spelling bee in the U.S. again. And she yeah. said that's what she wanted to do. Yeah. That was her goal. Yeah. Was to go back and try again because she knows she can do better. Okay, before we go... Jürgen yeah. Klopp, I'm angry and disappointed after oh, latest Liverpool defeat. This is not... This is this in the is final news. It's in the final. This is not... Jürgen Klopp, this is not I'm angry and disappointed in, in after latest Liverpool defeat. Look at the headline. I've seen it. It's there. He says he's angry and disappointed. He's fighting journalists. The word is D-O-U-R. After being humiliated by relegation-threatened groups. Relegation-threatened groups. We are interested in the T-L-O-P. The word she spelled is D-O-U-R. O U R O U C O U L I Doroku Charlie It sounds like something But K L O P P what does that Z O U R O U C O U L I Dorokuli K L O P P
This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The, the, the City Breakfast Show. City Business News is next brought to you by MTN and Goyle, as well as Enterprise Life and Access Bank. There's good news for small to medium scale business owners. With SME Plus, you get to manage all your personal cost in communication. This service simply allows you to choose from affordable packages and enjoy talk time, SMS data, and business content all bundled into one subscription. The other exciting news is that you get free on it calls every Monday, like today, from 7 a.m., which is now, to 7 p.m., which is 12 hours away. So dial star 5060 has sign up today or call 0244-308-111 for more information and to stay connected. And your OMC of choice keeps making life ever so convenient. We now accept Momo for all fuel purchases. Remember to Momo it at Goyle. You can also use your bank card and all bank cards to buy fuel at Goyle. Drive to your nearest Goyle station today. Buy fuel and pay by Momo, bank card or go card. Goyle, good energy. Michael Lugbert is here. Monday morning. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goal Enterprise Life, your Advantage Access Bank, Modern Banking, empowered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, in barely 24 hours, deadline to the domestic debt exchange program expires. Meanwhile, pensioner government bondholders to picket are the finance ministry over their non-exemption. Also, call and data tires of some telecommunications companies to go up effective tomorrow. Straight to our first story and the deadline for bondholders to sign on to the government's domestic debt action program expires Tuesday. February 7, 2023, in an effort to get the buy-in of all parties, particularly individual bondholders, the government for the fourth time pushed back the expiration date of the program from January 31 to February 7, 2023, while also introducing new conditions. Government is hoping for an 80% subscription to the program as it structures domestic debts to achieve 55% debt-to-GDP ratio by 2028 as part of efforts to secure a $3 billion bailout from the IMF. President Kufuado has observed that the administration is gradually waning public support despite certain stakeholders' earlier objection to the domestic debt action program. In the difficult economic situation in which we are, the right, uh, our main concern right now is the arrangements that we are in the process of concluding with the IMF. Mm. If you're well aware of that. And uh, the specific assistance that would be useful to us, of course, is to help us fast track the process. Our target is that by the middle of March, we should be before the board. That was President Kufuado. Meanwhile, pensioners who have bought government bonds will later today picket at the Ministry of Finance to press home their demand for an exemption of their bonds from the government's debt exchange program. The group laments that government has turned a deaf ear to the request for an exemption. They believe the inclusion of their bonds will negatively impact their livelihoods. The convener for the group, Dr. Edu Ananiantri, tells City Business News they will remain at the Finance Ministry until their demands are met. We have petitioned the minister to grant an exemption. As of now, we sent a petition on the 10th of last month. As of now, we haven't uh, received the exemption. And so we are pressing home our demand for exemption. And that's why we have uh, decided to, to converge there from Monday. Originally, we told the police that we will be converging every day 
every working day until uh, months are met. That was the convener for the Pensioners Bondholders Forum, Dr. Edu Anani Entry. Now, German Finance Minister Christian Lindner has highlighted the need for the government of Ghana to put in place measures to ensure the country's quick return onto the international financial market. According to him, governments must not only focus on debt restructuring without fostering policy reforms such as implementing robust fiscal measures outlined in the 2023 budget. Speaking when he paid a ketzer call on the finance minister Ken Oforiata, Mr. Lindner noted that it is important that the country gets on a path of economic recovery quickly. Ghana needs to return as fast as possible to the international financial market. Ghana should keep its credibility to the international financial market. And we have taken this into account uh, when it comes to the restructuring um, of uh, the sovereign debt. It is uh, furthermore important that the uh, economy comes back to growth path. Uh, for this, the uh, role of the private sector bank uh, must not be underestimated. Um, we have to consider in which way it will be possible to restructure the debt, sovereign debt, which is whole. German Finance Minister Christian Lindner speaking there. Meanwhile, Minister of Finance Ken Oferiata has retreated the need for its creditors to consider debt forgiveness and cancellation for vulnerable and debt-distressed countries in the world like Ghana. I mean, if you put Ghana in the context of, let's say, Africa, where the debt profile has increased by some 20%, uh, there's a real necessity um, to look at the whole concept um, of debt restructuring, debt forgiveness, truly uh, unsustainable. And you can correlate to this increase um, to these exogenous factors um, of COVID and, and the Ukraine war situation. Uh, Minister of Finance, Ken Oforiata. Now, revenue mobilization remains a key item on the government's list as it makes efforts to restore the country's economy from its current state. Evidence of this is the many policies the government introduced in the 2023 budget in a bid to raise more revenue. In this report, we speak to some tax analysts who share ideas on what the government's posturing should be towards gathering the needed funds and what other options are available to explore. A key feature of the 2023 budget was the many policies introduced to increase the government's domestic revenue mobilization efforts. Some of these programs include the increment of the VAT rate by 2.5% to directly support the roads and digitalization agenda, the implementation of the Unified Property Rate Platform Program, which will be fast-tracked this year. The Finance Minister Ken Oforiata indicated that the income tax regime will undergo reforms in 2023, which will include a review of the upper level limits for vehicle benefits and the introduction of an additional income tax bracket of 35%. A freeze was also placed on new tax waivers for foreign companies. Also, tax exemptions for free zones, mining and oil and gas companies were to be reviewed. The electronic transfer levy, on the other hand, was also reduced from 1.5% to 1% in a bid to increase compliance. All these efforts, the government hopes, will help steer the economy back on track as it also seeks an IMF bailout program, particularly as Ghana has been cut off from the international market due to its unstable debt levels. Tax consultant Dr. Alex Ampabing stresses that government will have to change its approach to be able to raise the needed revenue. When you talk about revenue generation, it's not an emergency. What you expect is that as the economy grows, the revenue authority through the government should be able to tell which sectors are the potentials 
for generating revenue. What then should be the posturing of government as it works to improve the country's financial position? Gordon Dade is a senior tax consultant with auditing firm KPMG. What you want to see the GRA doing is to partner businesses. When you hear the taxman, you want to run away. But if the GRA becomes a partner to the businesses, they try to get close to them, they try to understand their pain points. I think that will go a long way to get them closer to you. Commenting on the other options the government could consider in its revenue mobilization effort, Dr. Ampabin believes effectively collecting property rates could be a solution. If government has to take property taxation serious, this $2 billion, uh, the VAT is supposed to raise, government could raise over 10 times that amount. On the other hand, Mr. Dade sees an opportunity in the informal sector. The GRE in terms of posture, they need to invest a lot to understand the business models that these guys are doing there. So it's not enough to say I want to tax them, but it's about also understanding the business operating models. That was Gordon Dade, Senior Manager Tax Services at auditing firm KPMG, ending that report. Now, customers of some telcos in the country will have to brace themselves to pay more for airtime and data from Tuesday, February 7. Telecommunications giant MTN, for instance, announced the adjustment of their products and services to reflect the increase in value-added tax from 12.5% to 15%. The government in the 2023 budget justified the increase in the VAT rate, indicating that it will be used to support roads and digitization. Some customers spoke to City Business News. It's uh, not a good initiative because uh, we all realize the economy is bit bouncing back and our city is a bit stabilizing. So we actually expect prices of staff, we expect prices of staff to increase. I'm, I'm not really expecting the service charges from the telcos to increase. They're on the right course because we can all testify that things has been tough, things has been hard nowadays. So increase their service charges, they are on the right course. But you heard some telco customers speaking to City Business News. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market with Bank Street amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 10 cities 80 pesos. The British pound, which lost 19 pesos, is selling at 13 cities 6 pesos. The euro lost 1 peso and is selling at 11 cities 7 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling for 12 cities 50 pesos, while the British pound is selling for 15 cities 25 pesos and the euro for 13 cities, 30 pesos. Let's now join Mark Jordan Scanate of Data Bank for the latest updates on the stock market. Last week, the market indices closed lower with the GSE Composite Index losing 3.58% week on week to 2,342.62 points, accounting for a year-to-date loss of 4.14%. The Data Bank Stock Index retreated to 99.67 points with a year-to-date loss of 5.37%. The Bears recorded six price movements composed of one gainer and five laggards, with total energies as the sole advance are gaining 1.25% week on week to four Ghana cities, six pesos. Unilever Ghana was the worst loser, declining 12.79% week on week to two Ghana cities, 25 pesos. Based on the bids and offers outstanding, we tip MTN Ghana to gain this week due to high investor interest. On the other hand, we expect Cowbank and Unilever Ghana to decline on account of excess supply of their shares. That was Mark Jordan, Sikanate of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News Brandy, brought to you by MTN World Enterprise Life, your advantage access bank, modern banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Lubudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day. And as always, please stay safe.
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. 30 minutes past 7 is Monday morning. Big, big weekend for sports indeed. Details coming up shortly. Kickoff is next. Brought to us proudly by Lesheho and Shell. Now, if you're a private school targeting to buy a school bus anytime this year, don't wait for later when you can get it now with our support. Come along. Apply for our competitive school bus loan with convenient payment terms. Call Michael on 057-411-751. Let's do it together. Lesheho, let's improve lives. And if anyone had told me that I'll become a mathematician and a cartographer this year, I would have laughed. <laughs> Come and see calculations and carefully mapping routes every time I stepped out, thinking about money and fuel. Well, but now Shell has given us a way to go further and save money with Shell Fuel Save. Shell Fuel Save's triple action formula improves engine efficiency, prevents deposit buildup, and protects your engine from wear and corrosion from extra clean, extra protection, and extra savings, giving you extra kilometers out of your drive. Switch to Shell Fuel Save today because extra kilometers go a long way. Go well. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Benjamin Kitas here. Kickoff is next. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines. And Accra Hearts of Folk lose to Real Tamale United in the Ghana Premier League. Manchester City, Liverpool and Arsenal all lost on March week 22 of the EPL. And in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets have traded Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Get into the details and begin with the Ghana Premier League. Accra Hearts of Folk, they were up against Real Tamale United. They lost that game by one goal to nil. Manaf Umar scoring the only goal of the game to give the Tamale Bay side all three points against the Phobians. Now, Adriana Stars, they were also up against Inswachaman in their own game. Adriana winning by two goals to nil at Doma. And then there was also Brekum Chelsea. Taking on Bechem United 1-0 is how that game ended. Bibiani Gold Stars were up against Karela FC. Bibiani Gold Stars winning that encounter by two goals to nil. And Great Olympics drawing 1-1 with Dreams FC. Legon City's 3, King Faisal 1, Bidiama Sporting Club also beat Samatex by two goals to nil. And then Tamale City beat Kotoku Royals by three goals to nil. Today, there's Asante Kotoko versus Accra Lions happening. So that's a good game to look forward to. Let's get to some other stuff and former Ghana player Neo Date Lamte has backed Mohamed Kudus to grow into a world-class player at Ajax. The 22-year-old has scored 12 goals in all competitions for the Dutch club this season which has courted interest from European clubs including Barcelona, Real Madrid, Liverpool and Everton. In an interview with City Sports Date Lamte expressed confidence in the ability of the Black Stars attacking midfielder to get better. No, he can still grow. He's a young chap. He can still grow and I'm very happy where he's playing now in Holland. It's easy for him to, to grow. And I'm sure when he, 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 he stayed there for quite long 
a bit longer, he will be better than he is now. Meanwhile, Dati Lamte has also called for patience for Ghanaian football administrators as they strive to improve the fortunes of the Ghana Premier League. The league is beset with a lot of problems, mainly low attendance uh, at games and also chronic financial challenges. Well, I, I think there's a lot, but I think uh, the FA present is doing very well. I mean, years back we did not have sponsorship, but I mean, currently we have a lot of sponsors that are sponsoring the, the, the GPA. So I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it's just that we don't have much time, but with time, things will be better. So you had former Ghana international Ni Odate Lamte speaking there. Let's move on to some women's football. And in the northern zone, northern ladies, they beat Pelpia ladies by four goals to nil. Prisons ladies also beat Fabulous ladies 2-1. Supreme ladies won 5-1 against Tamale soccer ladies. Ashtown ladies also lost 4-0 at home to Ampim Dakwan ladies. Today, there's Candy Soccer Academy taking on Dreams ladies. In the southern zone, lady strikers beat soccer intellectuals by three goals to two. And then Faith ladies also uh, beat Hazakes ladies by one goal to nil. Siam Socrates ladies uh, won by one goal to nil against Thunder Queens. And then Army ladies uh, won by two goals to nil over Police ladies. Berry ladies also won 4 1 against Ridge City. So that's what's going on in the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League match week 9. Let's get to the Chan tournament and the third place playoff saw uh, Madagascar beating Niger by one goal to nil to pick up the bronze medal in the competition and then in the grand finale itself it was goalless between Senegal and Algeria in regulation time but Senegal won on penalties by 5 uh, to 4 so the Senegalese winning the AFCON and also winning the Chan tournament um, establishing their dominance uh, as the most dominant country on the continent. Let's get to some Premier League stuff. Match week 22. And let's begin with that game between Tottenham Hotspur and Manchester City. Now, spare striker Harry Kane uh, got the goal of the game. Uh, he expressed delight at the wonderful moment when he became the club's all-time record scorer in the process. Yeah, it's hard to put into words, you know. Uh, just a magical moment. And, you know, I was so desperate to do it with a win as well. I wanted to win so bad. Uh, once we went one new up there, it's just about you know keeping a clean sheet and uh, yeah to do it in front of the home fans. Just uh, a moment I'll never forget. Being here at home in front of the fans, it was just uh, there's been so much talk about it over the last couple of weeks, and uh, I just wanted to get it done as soon as possible. So uh, to do it in a big game against one of the best teams in the world, uh, yeah, it's just a special feeling. So you heard Tottenham Hotspur striker Harry Kane speaking there. Now Manchester City defender Carl Walker outlined a missed opportunity to close the gap between themselves and Arsenal. You know, they dropped points. We needed to pick up points to close the gap. But there's still a lot of football to play. Um, I've been here many and many years, you know, in the Premier League. And I know, you know, the twists and turns that can happen. And... I know what this team is about. I know what this team can do and we can go on runs of, from now until the end of the season. And it's just about us doing that, really. Listen, it's disappointing, obviously. We've come here to, first of all, pick up three points, but also, you know, get a result at this stadium, which we haven't got. But um, we move on now. We've got to work hard this week, uh, move on to, you know, the next game and, you know, try and go on a run that we know that we can do. 
Manchester City defender Carl Walker speaking there to the camp of Arsenal Football Club and they suffered only their second defeat of the season against Everton Football Club at Goodison Park. 1-0 is how that game ended. Tarkovsky scoring the only goal of that particular game. Mikel Arteta showed compassion to his side after the painful loss. I want the team to know how much I love them and I might love them much more now than three hours ago, a week ago, a month ago, three months ago. So it's very easy to be next to the player when they are winning and performing. This is the moment that I love my players more, the staff more, and now we stay together. And this journey is going to be difficult, challenging, and it's going to be big stones in the middle. We're going to have to overcome that. And now we have to prepare the week really well to get to Saturday with the right emotional level and with the right spirit to, to beat Brentford. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta speaking there. Manchester United also managed to hang on to win by two goals to one despite midfielder Casemiro getting sent off in that game for violent conduct. Now here's the thoughts of Man United manager Eric Ten Hag on the game after Casemiro was shown that red card. Happy with, with the win, of course, with uh, the team performance and the spirit in the team. Of course, we are also uh, not happy with the incident and then the sent off of Casemiro. I think many players were involved, and then they're picking one out. And this, first of all, uh, then a player from Crystal Palace takes a big risk by bringing a big injury, uh, as we had last week with Christian Eriksen. And yeah, so uh, then as a team, you miss two important players, and then uh, this team, the team stands up. Uh, they're standing for each other. You see the togetherness in this team, the spirit. But of course, you can't cross the line. There are uh, uh, limits. Uh, you can't cross and yeah, obviously now we have to take that um, and for the next games uh, he will be, be suspended and that's a loss but yeah, we have to deal with that and therefore we have a squad. Man United manager Eric Ten Hag speaking there and finally to the Molyneux where Liverpool were thrashed by three goals to nil by Wolverhampton Wanderers. Jürgen Klopp is not at all pleased with the Liverpool performance. I'm so disappointed and angry about the first 15 minutes, 12 minutes. Um, uh, I cannot, I don't find the words for it. And we have these kind of chances where we um, we should score, of course. And it would, would have been Darwin's chance would have been 2-1. Um, that would, in that moment, would have changed everything. We're pretty sure. So, but then they have one counter, and that was a little bit lucky between the two guys. But it's in the end well played, and that's why Wolves deserves the three points. Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp speaking there. Let's finish off with some basketball. And the Brooklyn Nets have traded Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a first round and multiple second round picks. So um, blockbuster trade Kyrie Irving will now be playing with Luka Doncic in Dallas. Let's capture some of the games that were played last night and the scores from those games. The Denver Nuggets were on the road against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves winning that one easily 128 to 98 and then the Kings suffered a rare defeat against the suffering Pelicans. The Pelicans also winning in blowout fashion. 136 to 104 is how that game ended. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. Kickoff was brought to us by Lecheo and Shell Vivo. My name is Benjamin Inketia, the small sport at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
City Breakfast Show. I, I didn't know February 6th was such an important date. You know, and it's it's amazing how people you know are so connected. I mean, I've, I haven't seen a day like, probably apart from May 20th. Mm, yeah, yeah like this. So let me, let me run through the list. So, first, we have a happy birthday to um, Tyrese of Anani Opon, who's Ivy our colleague's son. Mm. All right. Yeah. And because the, the birthdays are so many, I'm not going to read all the messages. It's like too many messages, right? So like, ha- happy birthday to Tyrese. He's 13. The first time I met Tyrese was like six. You know, Tyrese is going to become like, when you oh. see him now, his voice is Charlie. He's, not, he's, <laughs> he's big, a teenager. And he does Taekwondo. Uh, it's almost like teenager. black belt something. Uh, but you know Tyrese, right? Yeah, no, Tyrese. Tyrese was a tiny yeah, boy. Yeah, I mean, Tyrese. Following Tyrese. <laughs> no, I mean, in, for me, when I see, when I see like, People who were like toddlers go to teen. It gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me a lot of hope that Charlie, my people you don't, don't get there. Yeah. So, so Tyrese is really, and this is from your mom, your dad, your siblings, and everybody. Yeah, else. he's a great guy. And then happy sixth birthday to Arthalet, Claire, Ellen, Enna, Ajoba, Arthur. Hey. Yeah, you are such an amazing child. From your dad, your mom, and your siblings. Mm. So I'm not sure whether all all our names or whether there are titles involved. Arthalet. Claire, 
Eileen, Ajoba Arthur. Okay, so that's the second one coming in. So Atalet, if you know when you have satellites, you have when you have starlets, you have satellites. Starlet, so she's the younger version of Arthur, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> then the next one is to uh, Jesse Ampemdaku. Mm-hmm. This is my friend Joe Ampemdaku's son, who's twelve years old today. Wow. Uh, Jesse, we pray for all that's good for you all the days of our lives. May you continue to grow in the wisdom of God and excel in every department of your life from dad, mom, and Jason. And mm, just that's me. sweet. The other thing I need to say is that, you know, a lot of us have children, like your son was 10 yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, I was, I was waiting yes. for so a lot of us. A lot of us one. have kids 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. What that means is that in 30 years' time, the way the society will be, we have we can influence that today. Mm. Whatever we've imp- like your daughter, I think she's eleven or twelve ish. Whatever we've we've put in them now is what they'll be doing in thirty years. So we have mm. so it's all hope is not lost. <laughs> Some of the things we want to see in future we can imp imp, imp- is it impact or impact? Mm-hmm. Is it impact? Impact the knowledge. Yeah. So this is to Jesse and Pimdaku, your twelve years so happy birthday to you from your dad. Now those are for the young ones, right? And you know your son Yesterday was his birthday. Right? Yep, that is uh, John Maximilian Kobna Hansen. Hey. Oh, right. What? That's his name. He's ten Maximilian. now. Maximilian. Not, not Maximus. <laughs> no. Maximus the merciful. I like that. <laughs> He's ten. He's ten now. He's a big boy. Double digits. Oh. Who's the second one? Happy birthday. It's, it's, it's John, right? Yes. John. Jo- uh, that's a uh, Kobe. I like it. Yeah, he's ten. Also yesterday, so yesterday, you know, we took him for lunch, and there were two other people celebrating their birthday with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. You know, so there were cake here, cake there, and Yaosichi, the bishop of Yaosichi's church. It was a surprise birthday lunch for him, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get his name. Because I, I, I just don't remember yeah, his yeah. name. Um, but Yao was, was there, 5th and February. that was fifth February, mm-hmm. and um, and then I want to say good morning and happy birthday to Edwin Ferguson, fantastic okay. musician. Oh, you know what? Yes, Edwin, what, what kind of question so is this? Edwin, yes, Edwin's birthday is today. <laughs> okay. Yes, um, and he's if, amazing. If, happy if birthday, you, Edwin! More coming in. Yeah. So this today is the birthday of. Uh, Yaba Swansi. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's a snit. Yeah. She's a snit yeah. hospital, you know? Yes. She's uh, one of the snits. The, actually, the trust hospital is what yeah. they say. The and trust hospital. I think she's very interested in breast cancer. Thing. Yes. She, she comes in to do the... She's very passionate about that. Yeah, she very does clinics, do, clinics. Yeah. You know clinics. And, yeah. you know, I, what I'll say is... I, I was having a recent a, a conversation with Clement, uh-huh. Apakapam, lawyer, yeah. about mm. his trajectory. Yes. And now Clement went to St. Martin's and he was on his way to become... A priest. A priest. <laughs> so until Yabaki. Yeah, yeah, he was he was you know Clement's father is a decorated knight. He denied the kingdom and of God. Clement, Clement. Was, was on his way to become a a, a priest. Actually Saint Martin's is a minor seminary. It was a Acapal. Yes. So he was a, he was in the seminary and then I'm sure he was As on his way. Clement. He was not praying with his prayers on I he didn't meet her. Wow, okay, no, he didn't wow. meet her at the seminary. <laughs> we, 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 we not said he better at the seminary. He was on the road to Damascus. He was praying. Mr. Kapam was praying with one eye open. I also want to wish a few more people happy birthday. I'm not done. I'm not done. Let me finish. Happy 17th birthday to Kennel David Omari Boateng, retired. Of the education units of the Ghana forces from your lovely wife, Mrs. Esther Omari Boating, your kids are Joa Boating, Ajete, mm-hmm. Major Yao Omari Boating, Squadron Leader Abena Fusua Dawson Amoa. Oh. So it's a highly decorated family. And then I wanted to also wish um, this one is coming from uh, this one's from our friend's wife. This is from Princess to the husband, Ni Apatu Plunge. Thank you. 
Having this, my dearest husband and friend and partner in all things, I thank God for adding another year to your life on earth. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. We we'll rejoice and be glad in it. Mm. And he says, May the Lord continue to perfect all that concerns you. May goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. And may you continue to walk in God's light. And she's also wishing you good health and a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so this is coming in from uh, your wife to you, Ni Apatu. It's a long message. I decided to just abridge it to just save a bit of time. And also wishing Selom Kojo Adonu. Mm. Oh, dear Salam. Yes. Kojo, Kojo, Kojo. Salam is a... Wait, he's a Kojo? Kojo, Kojo, Today's Monday. Yes. Salam so it's Kojo. a day. Today's yes. like his day. Uh, yeah. Kojo. So Salam, oh. happy birthday to you. Salam has been an amazing person since I met him. You know, first I met Salam, he had come here to do service or something. Mm-hmm. He has studied at UCC. Mm-hmm. And he had oh. done... He had done um, Biological science. Yeah, I wanted to be a doctor, but I yeah. didn't make No, no, what happened was that... What, the, the UCC people... No, know no, this is what happened. UCC had admitted them as medical students. Yeah. And then they couldn't finish the accreditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that year, they were all made to do biological science. Yeah. What? So... It was he was he was actually admitted Sorry. for medicine, oh. but for some reason they couldn't do it. Yeah, admission something. He went round 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 round. He's not a lawyer. <laughs> no no no. But see that background helps him a yes, lot. It's, it's such an amazing. Specialized yeah. you, know, you know, you know. Yeah, you know. For me, one thing I was former president of Laboni Secondary. A lot of things. Selom has Selom has a lot of emotional intelligence. He's able to manage complexity. Yes. And he's he's very. It's like there are things that will. Uh, cause people to f- like yeah, flip. Will fluster you or Selom yeah. is like he yeah. has he has that and he has a deep voice. It sounds like Selom sat in like for me sat in for me on the point, point of view. Yeah. yeah, for like since forever. Selom, mm-hmm. really thank you for for that. And then the last one, Salenku. Sorry about this, guys. There's a lot of messages. Please, please forgive me. Mm-hmm. And the last one is uh, this: a birthday. So these are marriage anniversaries now. Mm-hmm. Happy thirteenth wedding anniversary to Mr. and Mrs. Owusu Boating. Mm-hmm. So Lois and Obey celebrating their thirteenth year together. Mm-hmm. And then Nanateria Ocher and, yep. and Rachel also celebrating their uh, wedding anniversary. They've been married for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Nanateria and Rachel, happy. Whatever the anniversary is, whether it's 10, 11, 12, it's probably like 12 or 13. Yep. Or 14. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. And then a last Not one. Yeah. La- plenty. A last one. Come on. To William Kojo, coming from Denara. So wishing her Oga mm-hmm. Asnal, William Kujo, mm-hmm. a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And the message is, I love you always. Every time. No, the, the message day. is highly coded. Yeah. We'll leave it like love that. Love you, love you. Yes. <laughs> All right, let time. me. A uh, happy, glorious 94th yeah. wow. birthday to Grandma Beach's Day Day Ayerson of mm-hmm. Accra New Town, mm-hmm. an ardent listener of City FM. Uh, Grandma, we love and cherish you. Long life, good health, and soundness in your whole system. Glory to God. This is from Pastor Fred Ni Yemo Odoi. Mark Davis. Hey, Pastor Fred, why? Pastor Fred, me, Yomo Odoi, Mark Davis. He hasn't added Mark Davis. Mark Davis Davis. And then, uh, let me just do this one. Uh, today is also uh, your birthday. This is yeah. coming from myself, my maybe I go from everybody else. Happy birthday. Mm. Uh, Today is Bob Hinson's birthday. Yes, he's 50 today. Happy birthday, the king of marketing, Professor Hinson. Hey, some some good people are born today. Yeah, 
Selom, Niapatu, Swansea, Bobas Ahinsen, Yaba, Swansea. It's a, it's a good day. Heavy, heavy, heavy. It's, 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 it's heavy a good day. day. Powerful. Yeah. And let me also um, do this one for and on behalf of the 79-year group of Anseko. Yes, sir. Uh, today is the birthday of Mrs. Joy Tupei. Thank you. And uh, they are celebrating. Anseko. Them. Yeah, Anseko. Anseko. Yes. Anseko. Joy Tupei uh, was on the caravan <laughs> last last uh, last time around. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, the European Union are one of the sponsors for the caravan. Mm-hmm. Oh! And this morning, they say they will give one of their slots for free. They are giving it wow. away. Yes. So, so now they haven't told me what business <laughs> need to do yet. Yes. To get the slot. They will but there's a slot available. That's what you are saying. A fully paid okay. slot for the Heritage Caravan is available for free. Oh, this morning at 9.30. Computers. So if I were, even if I have a board meeting, uh, I'll put the radio next to me join that meeting. You know, so if you want, a free, they, they, they have a few slots, you know, because sponsors have slots. Yes. yes. Uh, so they say they are going to give one of their slots to a listener of oh. this show. Oh, yeah. That's so But they haven't told me what you are supposed to Charlie, do yet. Charlie, to Charlie, get Charlie, it. Charlie, the uh-huh. most yeah, people have been this, this day. I'll tell you. Maybe I should give them a test in Spanish. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> I know what human being like he said. He will be in a board meeting today. You have radio here, yeah. phone here, yeah. something here. They will make wide. Yeah. So we have, we, have, we, have, we, have a, we have one slot of the Heritage Caravan oh for free. This is going to be tough. Fully paid slot. Mm-hmm. Mm. That Maybe we should ask them to spell the word that the young lady spelled. <laughs> <laughs> By this time, they will Google. They will, they will go back and watch Yo, you. We should go and pick some of the words from the competition. Uh, what's the name of the spelling bee woman? Spelling bee Eugenia. Eugenia, send me 10 of your hardest words. Eh? <laughs> Eugenia, please send me 10 of your hardest words. If somebody can spell it, they'll go for Caravan. Car- for <laughs> oh, no, but for EU, there, we, we have to do EU. EU related to well, EU so. and Ghana, and it's, and it's a Ghanaian yeah. trip. So EU Ghana, it's a Ghanaian so, like, trip. So like history of EU kind of question. Yeah, we could we could go that way. Yeah, EU. Yeah. Okay, let's generate something. So basically, EU is going to appear on the City Breakfast Show at nine thirty. Okay, and they are going to give a fully paid slot to. Yeah, this is serious. A fully paid slot yeah. for free. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it's it's like I will be said a question. Give them. <laughs> oh please, we beg. All right, so what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to mm. take you into... I listened to Mohamed Amin Adam on Friday. He spoke on the Oil for Gold. We brought out some of the best bits of that interview to just clarify all the things about the Oil for Gold. Then I'm going to read the press release that the uh, NP also sent out. So Nathan, get the press release NP sent out. Clarifying more aspects of the Oil for Gold deal. Speaking about the... Um, <sighs> When fuel prices are expected to go down and all the things around the fuel prices, so yeah, so, so I'm going to I'm going to do that shortly. Okay. So for the first part, I'm going to be focusing on on oil for gold fuel prices. Before we get into that, though. For parents who still are looking at a convenient way to get their school supplies for their kids, Prospectus Ghana introduces a new short code. It's star 447, star 899 hash. This is to help parents and guardians make installment payments towards items required for their ward school admissions. Use it. It's safe and convenient. Prospectus Ghana also provides a one-stop shop for all school items, and they supply good quality brand chalk white A4 sheets for all printing jobs. Locate Prospectus Ghana on the graphic room. Road opposite Toyota Ghana Accra or call Prospectus Ghana on 0500-600-607. Prospectus Ghana, your one-stop shop for all school items and stationery. 
And football never stops with Showmax Pro. Watch the best live games from the Premier League, Europa League, La Liga, Serie A and more live from Supersport on Showmax Pro. You can even watch Liverpool lose to Wolves. Wow. Plus, you can stream movies, you can watch series and you can watch your kids shows as well on any device. So sign up and watch the world's best football and the greatest local and international entertainment all from only 59.99 Ghana CDs a month. On Showmax Pro, okay? So that's 59 CDs, 99 pesos a month on Showmax Pro. You can subscribe at showmax.com. I thought you were my friend. I am your friend, Bernardino. I was just telling people the kind of matches they can watch on Showmax. (laughs) Including but not limited to Liverpool losing to Wolves. And Jurgen Klopp saying he's very angry. It's called deflection. He was blasting some generally. I said, look at you. You've lost that. You know, it's funny. The lesson of deflection, eh? you know, it's something people don't know. If you don't know how to handle disappointment, you always deflect. Mm. So maybe something happens to you and you're angry with your team, but you don't want to blast your team. So some (laughs) poor journalist comes to ask you a question and then you are sort of blasting the journalist. It's like, no, focus on the real cause of your anger. Tell us about Imperial uh, Assurance. I certainly will. It's the Imperial Insure and Win promo. So this is going on from now till the 31st of March, 2023. Insure your vehicle with Imperial General Assurance and you'll win handsome rewards. It is instant. Just insure and pick your reward. So fuel coupons, gift vouchers, special souvenirs, and so much more. And here's the big deal. Imperial is also giving you a free one-year life insurance cover as part of your motor insurance cover. Wow. So you get it double from Imperial General. Call us today on 0302-788-955 or talk to any of our agents across the country. Follow us on all our social media handles. Imperial General Assurance, solid protection. And if you're looking to bank the easy way, then join Zenit Bank's easy banking family. Download the Zenit Mobile or the Z-Mobile Ghana app. Log on to our individual or corporate internet banking platforms or simply dial star 966 hash to enjoy seamless banking on the go. You can make transfers, you can top up airtime, you can pay bills and pay for goods and services and so much more. Join the easy banking family and experience easy banking with Zenit Bank. And don't forget that Caveman watches are Basically, world-class watches that we're giving a whopping 50% discount on the cost of customization and name inside any of our exquisite luxury watches. This is until 15 February. Go to at Caveman Watches on all platforms. You can even observe the process of making your own bespoke luxury watch right here in Ghana. Mention the code FB23 to redeem your discount. So when you call Caveman, mention the code FB23. That's February 23. No. FB23. You may call 055-751-6744. That's 055-751-6744. Or visit cavemanwatches.com for more information. A lot more people so like, are pushing the birthday agenda this morning. I'm telling you. Let me go to this one which says, Good morning, Bernard and CDS team. Please wish Mrs. Monica Adoboy Opong of Absa Bank happy birthday for me. Mm-hmm. She's celebrating her birthday today. She's just a good person worth celebrating these days without a name. Mm. Uh, this one is coming in from Benny Safwedu Katanka. Mm-hmm. And um, she says that, good morning, Bernard and team. Please wish Kennel retired David Omari Boating mm-hmm. a happy birthday, 70th birthday for me. Mm-hmm. Wish him long life and good health. All right. Much love. Okay. Daddy. And this one says, hello, Bernard and CBS team. So that was on Benis. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I mentioned that earlier. Okay. Yeah, this <clears> one uh, says that, kindly wish my lovely daughter, Benita, bless, a voodoo, na desi, 
<laughs> a glorious birthday for me. She's one today. Mm. I love her so much. Good health and prosperity. Mm. It's coming in from your dad, Daniel Nadesi from uh, Aplabanyasege. Hey, Aplabanyasege. <laughs> uh, I knew you were going to struggle with that. Wow. Also wishing uh, Samuel Treme mm-hmm. at Echo One of Jubilee House, presenter, convoy communicator, a happy birthday from Samuel Adano of Graphic. Mm. Messages. God bless you. Yes, I've got a couple more. So Amos Autry of ECG Kravina District Office. Today is his birthday. Mm-hmm. Very happy birthday to you, Amos. He's a lovely person. And Bishop Opari Loko mm-hmm. of Action City Church Vision Cathedral in Obojo is his birthday. Okay. He's the, mm. the bishop I told you about yesterday who had his birthday with my son. Mm. Um, and actually, yesterday was, guess whose birthday? Who? Eugenia Techimanson. Oh, wow. yeah. She deliberately put that thing She on. always does. <laughs> it's always on her birthday weekend or week or... Tell her to send so, us the spelling word. Yeah, so Eugenia, happy, a belated happy birthday. Um, yeah. yeah, we love you. Okay. So, what, the so, situation I described with Jogging Club is actually called displaced aggression, oh, not deflection. So, it's okay. like you're upset with somebody, but you feel you don't <laughs> want to really blast them. So, you blast somebody else. <laughs> so, Jogging Club was showing displaced Aww. aggression. And guess which famous person's birthday it was yesterday? Oh, today. Robert Bob Marley. Today, yeah, Bob Marley. Nesta. Yeah. So all these boys Marley. have the Bob Marley spirit. So you are all potential Rasta men. Can you imagine? <laughs> all of you are potential Rasta men. <laughs> <laughs> Including, okay, Selassie Lochu. So belated birthday wishes to my brother, Selassie Lochu. Yes. We love you to the moon, yes. uh, bro. So this is from Kelvin okay. Lochu sending that Let in. me drop this one. Just hey, Mitch, I have another one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I beg, I beg. This one, this one is for me. Alright, so we're going to take you into this interview. On Friday, we spoke to Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, who is the Deputy Minister for Energy, with some questions around the oil for gold uh, deal. Here are some highlights. I have to say this, and please don't uh, uh, take me out of context. The reason we have petroleum prices increasing all the time are two reasons. International prices of petroleum products is one. Anytime crude oil changes or international prices of petroleum products change, it affects us. Number two is the forex. Because the products are bought in U.S. dollars and the DDCs that buy will have to go looking for dollars to be able to buy uh, petroleum products into the country. Anytime there is depreciation of our local currency, it also will have effect on the prices. And if you recall, over the last two days, since the prices were increased for this window, all the experts I have listened to have said that crude oil prices have not changed. And so the, the change in domestic prices could not have come from changes in international prices of, of, of oil products. They've all attributed that to depreciation of the city. 
And so, when you have depreciation, the Bank of Ghana must be concerned because they are in charge of monetary policy. And if you recall also, recently, in addressing the forex challenges, the Bank of Ghana issued measures that they were going to restrict the supply of U.S. dollars for rice imports. You, you remember that? Yeah. And for construction materials and for other materials. Why did they do that? They wanted to reduce the demand, the domestic demand for forex. Because when you reduce the, de- the domestic demand for forex, then your local currency is strengthened. It is the same policy we are trying to do for oil. Just like we could do it for rice and for construction material, we also want to reduce domestic demand for dollars for oil purchases in order to show up our local currency. So that when you do that, then you are able to get stable petroleum prices. You are able to get stable mm. rice prices. You are able to get stable construction material uh, prices. That is the policy we are pursuing. Okay. And so at the moment, the oil industry alone demands 4.8 billion U.S. dollars mm-hmm. to procure the total petroleum product requirement of our country, 350,000 metric tons, 4.8 billion dollars a year, 400 million U.S. dollars a month. Okay, so if we are able to reduce or even eventually eliminate the demand for dollars for oil purchases, you can see that the policy effect will be to strengthen our city and thereby stabilize our prices. Okay. That's exactly what we are trying to do. Um, in that regard, what, are, what do you say to those who, are, who would say, why then isn't there an interest in, say, helping out tour a bit? Wouldn't that drive it down even further, considering it is not oil you brought in, it is diesel that you brought in. That means there has been a certain process of refinement. If you helped tour a bit, could that process not be done here, rather than purchase it from elsewhere? I think that we understand that the issue of tour requires investment. Okay. And we have been challenged as a country over the last 20 years of getting the right investment to revive tall. Government has been looking at how to bring tall back into active operation. And there are discussions on the lease arrangement to allow for investment in tall so that tall will operate up to its full capacity. But even if tall operates up to its full capacity, that will not supply uh, half of the domestic petroleum product requirement. Okay we will still need to bring in oil products from uh, abroad. Secondly, I'm sure you know that government is supporting other private companies to set up refineries. And so this arrangement we are doing is not going to be there forever. In as far as we are able to increase our refinery capacity, the economics, economics will advise all those who are importing petroleum products as to where they can get price competitiveness in the purchase and sale of their products. And so we are working towards that. Okay. Very soon, one private refiner 
uh, refinery will be uh, completing uh, a refinery that could do up to 40,000 uh, uh, barrels a day, and they intend to even increase it to 100,000 barrels a day. Uh, as I indicated to you, well, uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, tall uh, is being worked on. And when we are able to bring all this into operation, I mean, why will we talk about petroleum products being imported from other countries? That, that will not be, there will not be need for that. Okay. Now, in uh, another concern that has come up is, and perhaps you can also again elaborate on this, in the chain of Ghana, buy, we buy the gold in cities. We are selling it. We are looking for a broker. Like you said, there are two parts of this particular arrangement. So at this moment, the buyer or, or the supplier of the oil brings somebody who buys the gold in dollars, if I got the explanation right, yes. and then gives us the diesel that we are looking for. In this arrangement, are there any extra costs to the state or these are costs that are completely taken up by the oil, the, the, the person who is supplying the oil. And by that, I mean the transportation of the gold, uh, the storage of the gold, the brokerage and selling of the gold until we actually get dollars in our escrow. There is no any extra cost to the state. So we uh, buy the gold. The gold is assayed by the precious minerals mining company. And then the gold broker takes delivery of the gold from Ghana. And they pay at his cost, at the gold broker's cost. Yes. They pay all the costs, the cost of transportation, everything. So there's no extra cost to Ghana. Okay. Okay. No extra cost to Ghana. Let me take you back to you know the top of the conversation. You mentioned that this was a test run and that there were a few lessons you had learned. Can you just share a few lessons, especially in light of whether or not this, how this transaction played out will get somebody to sell the gold on our behalf? Whether you, you, just what are the lessons you've learned and whether or not we'll see a lot more of this than the barter and all of that? Can you just share a few of the things that government has learned and how it plans to fine-tune the process going forward? Well, uh, very soon, BOSS is going to take delivery of another cargo coming from a company which doesn't provide a gold broker, but is taking the gold directly. Mm. Very soon, they will take <laughs> delivery of a cargo from a company. I can give you the name of the company. Winvestnet. I'm sorry, I don't have your permission to mention it. But let me just mention it for the sake of the record. Winvestnet. They are ready, and they, are, they supply oil to many Middle Eastern countries, including Dubai, Morocco, Sudan, and they are ready to take the gold direct. In their case, they don't even need a gold broker. So what's okay. going to happen is that they will select a refinery, a gold refinery of its choice. Then the Bank of Ghana will open a gold metal account in that refinery, and then the company will also open a metal account in that refinery. And when the Bank of Ghana uh, moves the gold to its account. So that was uh, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam speaking on the City Refresh on Friday. The full interview is online. You can 
go to our YouTube page and watch the full interview. Eight o'clock. Coming up next is tech and social media trends. What's trending this morning? Brought to you by uh, Vodafone and Cal Bank. Get free access to our short code service, star 771 hash, CalNet, and the Cal Bank app. So call us on 0800-500-500. Cal Bank, forward together. Mm. And Wangana, Wangana, what can Wangana do for you, Bernardino? Wangana for your pocket. Charlie. <laughs> well, with Vodafone, Wangana can give you one gigabyte of data Every day between 5 a.m. and 11.59 a.m. And 20 minutes of talk time to all other networks. Mm. Just dial star 530 hash. Mm-hmm. Vodafone, further together. Okay. So Nathan Kwa is joining us with the segment Tech and Social Media Trends. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Bernard. Uh, very interesting trends mm-hmm. out there. Uh, mm-hmm. The Grammys are trending the for Grammys. those who, who love Grammys. their entertainment. The Grammys right. were held right. last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, Beyonce walked away with... Uh, she now has 32 Grammys in Charlie, all. She should just dash me one. <laughs> 32 Grammys in all. And she made history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Styles won Album of the Year. Mm-hmm. And all of that happened in Los Angeles. So Beyonce's Grammy Hall is now 32. Nice. She beat the record held by Hungarian-British conductor George Salty, whose record was 31 Grammys, and he stood for over 20 years. Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. in terms of those of us who love rap music, he won the best rap song and the best rap album. All right. All so right. the hard part five was the best rap song, and Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, mm. where uh, that was the album of the year. So mm. that's the lowdown from the Grammys. Mm. Other things on the trend, Idris Elba, He's in Ghana. Yeah, he's in Ghana. He was yeah. in Kumasi over the weekend. Yeah. He went to pay uh, homage to the... He met the president Asante earlier. Asante. Yes. Yeah, he was in some yeah. nice kente. Charlie, I saw the pictures. Lovely, lovely stuff. Stoneboy... Has he done his historical route? Do you know where he's originally from? I'm Sierra Leone and Ghana, we, they Sierra said, Leone right? Ghana. Okay. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. Stoneboy is also trending. He, remember, he was part of the uh, Grammy Academy. So, yeah. he was at the event. There are pictures of him. No, he's a big man. Saying hi to people. No, to say, Ojinja. Yeah, Ojinja. You know, talking to other people, meeting <laughs> no, big boys. Stoneboy is now, a big man. It's, it's also a, 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 big man. a yeah. continuation of his trend from last week. He oh, was yeah. on the Breakfast Club mm-hmm. in the U.S. Got a very interesting. I've watched that interview. Very, very. He yeah. carried himself very what well. What did they ask him? So, just talking about his career. Yeah, just they asked him a few things about the VGMA he incident. Breakfast club, yeah, in the US. Yeah. So actually, he met Charlemagne the God and in December, and, and then it looks like that's where they connected. And then, boom. The rise, remember some of us? <laughs> <laughs> you know, spoke about his career, his his work, all of those things happening. So, so those are some of the trends in terms yeah. of uh, tech news. Yeah, let me man. give you some very interesting mm-hmm. tech news. Now, how many people remember the uh, the digital camera? Digital cameras. Yes. Yeah, remember the small digital cameras. Yeah. Well, uh, some tech reports are saying that they could be making a comeback. Mm. Now, search traffic for mm. the old kit online uh, on the online marketplaces like eBay and Etsy is on the rise. And in the past 12 months, videos with the hashtag digital camera have amassed more than 220 million views wow. on TikTok. So you never know. The Digicam might just make a return. Look, if record players can make a comeback, anything, that's can. anything can come back. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
certainly can keep him down. It's a natural mystic. Now, the rich taste of Dano milk makes a perfect combination with your tea, your oats, your gari, soakings, your cocoa, and others to give you the perfect, great taste you've always desired. Dano milk is a rich source of natural protein and fortified with vitamin A. It has several other vitamins and essential nutrients that keep your that keep you nourished and healthy every day. Dano milk is also rich in protein. Iodine nourishes the brain to maintain and improve brain function. Gives you brain power. Vitamin B12 strengthens your immune system and keeps you healthy and strong. And calcium is for strong teeth and bones. Now, Dano has many variants. We have the Dano Milk Cool Cow or Plain Powdered Milk. We have the Dano Milk Coffee 3-in-1. Dano Milk Chocolate 3-in-1. And the Dano Evaporated Milk. All affordable in a shop near you. Choose Tasty Milk. Choose Dano. Go for it. And are you an entrepreneur in the formal or informal sector between 16 and 55 years of age? Are you seeking an opportunity to fund and grow your business? Say no more. Mm. I Am Investable is here to make your dream come true. Join the I Am Investable business initiative now and receive up to 50,000 CDs grant, mentorship, and support to grow your business. To participate, send a summary of 250 words about your business or a two-minute video of you telling us why your business is viable and investable. A processing fee applies. Pitch your way to success today. Go to IamInvestable.com for more details. I am Investable, empowering innovative business for growth. All right, so let's come back to this oil for gold issue. Or is it gold for oil program, which has... Um, gold for fuel. I think that makes more sense. Yeah, gold, gold for, for fuel. Oil. Yeah, because, because it's actually the processed... Processed products they are bringing in. The first consignment was diesel. All right. So the MPA has uh, sent out a release, a 14-point press file, highlighting yeah. certain things. I want this guy to go through some of that. And then there was an interesting point uh, the minister raised in your interview with him mm-hmm. where he says about 13, 11 OMCs, OMCs have failed to reduce their prices. I wonder why we'll try and get into that. But what is the MPA saying, Sky? Okay, so basically this is a detailed statement uh, from the Corporate Affairs Directorate of the National Petroleum Authority mm-hmm. explaining in full, as they put it, the implementation of the Gold for Oil uh, program. Mm-hmm. And it's actually 14 paragraphs in length. Mm-hmm. And it was issued on Sunday, the 5th of February, 2023, mm-hmm. on the letterhead of the National Petroleum Authority. All and right. it commences by saying that the implementation of the government's Gold for Oil G4O program commenced on, with the arrival of the first consignment of about 40,000 metric tons of diesel mm-hmm. on January 15, 2023 valued at about 40 million U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, the prime objective of the program is to use additional foreign exchange resources from the Bank of Ghana's domestic gold purchase program to provide foreign currency for the importation of petroleum products for the country, which currently stands at about 350 million U.S. dollars mm-hmm. per month. Now, payment for oil supply is to be done in two channels. Mm-hmm. By way of butter trade, where gold is exchanged for oil, or via broker channel where the gold is converted into cash and paid to the supplier. Mm -hmm. Now, the first consignment of 40,000 metric tons of diesel constitutes about 10% of the country's combined monthly demand for Mm -hmm. petrol and diesel. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Now, the plan is to gradually increase imports under the GOIL, uh, what do you call it, the G4O. And it's a nice one, GOIL. <laughs> Gold for oil. Gold for oil. Okay, GOIL. Challenge some way. To constitute about 50% of the country's total demand uh-huh. of petrol and diesel by March 2023. That's this year. Mm-hmm. Now, the implementation of the Gold for Oil program will mm. ease pressure on the dollar the currency used for the importation of petroleum products, Mm. and avoid the occasional increases in petroleum prices resulting from the depreciation of the CD against the dollar. Mm. Now, the program would ensure that the cost of importing the products from international oil traders... um, Hold on, let me take that. The program would ensure that the cost of importing the products from international oil traders will be... Comparatively yeah, cheaper. Yeah, they made a mistake there. Yeah, they made uh, a, mis- a mistake there. So I'm yeah. editing that as I go. Mm-hmm. Now, the consequent reduction in foreign exchange pressures and premiums charged by international oil traders, as well as efficiency gains from the value chain, will lead to lower export prices in the country. So that mm-hmm. should be some good news. Mm-hmm. Now, to ensure that the price of petroleum products imported under the Gold for Oil program reflects the other pumps. To benefit the consumer, the National Petroleum Authority, MPA, will regulate the prices of the products mm. in the interim until the volumes increase significantly. All right. There are some legal issues there. Mm-hmm. Now, the MPA yep. will work with the Bulk Oil Storage and Transportation Company Limited, which mm. is the, the boss, to negotiate prices with the international oil traders mm-hmm. to ensure mm. that the landed cost of products procured under the program are always competitive. Okay. Now, the price at which BOST will sell the products to bulk import distribution and export companies uh, will be approved by the MPA. Mm-hmm. Now, the price at which the bulk oil distribution and export companies will sell the products to oil marketing companies, which are the OMCs, mm-hmm. will also be approved by the MPA. Mm-hmm. Now, the applicable uh, exchange rate for pricing the products supplied by or under the Gold for Oil program, will be based on the average rate at which the gold was purchased from the licensed gold exporters by the BOG, which is the Bank of Ghana. Now, the Bank of Ghana ordinarily purchases the gold aggregated by the Precious Minerals Marketing Company, which is the PMMC. Mm-hmm. Now, the MPA will put measures in place to ensure that the oil marketing companies that left products supplied under the Gold for Oil program pass the price on pass the price on to consumers accordingly. Now, in this respect, the BIDECs, which is the bulk import distribution and export companies and the oil marketing companies who lift the product and supply... That's a it's, bit it's, tricky. The, the sentences are very yeah, long. Yeah, very long. And um, Basically, what they are saying... I can is understand that, their struggle because, you know, you are trying to break down this technical thing. <laughs> we haven't seen the policy document yet. Yeah. And it's almost like you, you regulate as you go. Okay, let, <laughs> let me attempt to take that again. Take it again. What they are saying is that in this respect, mm-hmm. the bulk import distribution and export companies mm-hmm. and the oil marketing companies mm-hmm. who lift the supply, gold who lift and supply gold for oil products, will sell at X refinery and mm-hmm. export prices. That will be determined by the MPA. Mm-hmm. If there must be a... What's that? What word is that? A command co- co-mingling. 
a commingling of products. Um, supplied under the... Supplied under the... So, for example, oil. if somebody brings gold mm-hmm. for oil mm-hmm. and somebody brings their oil directly from a, a bulk oil distributor mm-hmm. and there's a commingling... So they are mingling the products. They will use a weighted average to to do it. So maybe 10% mm-hmm. gold for oil, 90% regular inflow. Mm-hmm. They will use a weighted average. So they will then find a way of adding the weight. So if gold for oil price is 10% cheaper than the regular oil, they will use that calculation to, to, to determine, determine the effect of the, the price. Effect, okay. yeah. And the final paragraph says, all um, bulk import distribution and export companies and oil marketing companies who wish to purchase products under the gold for oil program will be required to sign off an undertaking confirming their willingness to comply with the terms and conditions for partaking in the purchase and sale of the gold for oil products. And like I stated earlier, it is signed by the Corporate Affairs Directory. So the, the, the crux of the matter is that they are stating that we have received the first consignment of the imports under the program, and it is 40,000 metric tons of diesel. This came in sometime on the 15th of January. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, an outline of what has happened um, in terms of who is going to regulate the prices. The MPA is coming back in this yeah. era of uh, deregulation know, to intervene I, I, the with government, the, the government always, I think they create problems for themselves mm-hmm. because... Look, globally, every country is trying to understand how to deal with these oil price fluctuations. So it's not just Ghana, okay? So there's nothing wrong with trying to think outside the box to do this barter trade or some version of it. Because now we're told it's not even... Now there are two versions of the barter, right? Mm -hmm. So either direct exchange or uh, uh, broker channel. Yeah. But I'm saying that for almost all those countries that are trying to find a way to protect their, themselves, their, their, their budgets around escalating cost of fuel or lack of fuel supply, whether you're a European country and sanctions on Russia and therefore you have to go back to Algeria for gas and all of these things. I'm sure there's a well thought through policy document that has done all the scenarios so that people like us in the media who are supposed to help people even understand this thing could explain it. But what do we see? The idea comes out, some discussion is emerging from the vice president's office, then there's some interview granted by a couple of people to give it some flesh, then the first consignment comes out, we see papers in the daily, uh, stories in the news dailies, giving some, ins- we don't, we have not been able to verify, they say, oh, we've brought 40,000, whether there's 50,000, we don't know, they just said they've brought 40,000, it was in the newspaper, so we accepted it. Right mm-hmm. then, they they now say they themselves are saying that well the price is not coming down because it's an initial stage. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm not saying everything in Ghana should be discussed for everybody to agree, but there's a very serious, supposedly innovative approach to dealing with the problem if identified. And the problem identified is that the high amount of money we are paying for petroleum at the pump has more to do with exchange rate losses than with the crude itself or the cost of transportation or taxes. Because every time we talk about reducing fuel prices, when we disaggregate the fuel prices, the part of the fuel price that is caused by exchange rate losses is significant. So one of the reasons why we struggled a lot in October, November was that October was the highest period of exchange rate depreciation for the city. So we get the logic, okay? But it's almost like we are, 
So initially we're told it was bust and um, what do you call it? The PMMC that would lead the two sides. All right, for which reason they didn't even have to come to parliament. So it's like by just lifting oil. We lift oil every day. It's not a new transaction. Now MPA comes in with a 14 paragraph attempt to now explain the rule. And in attempting to do that, they raise a lot more legal questions. So now, yes, they are saying in paragraph three that there's a difference between the direct barter or the broker channel, which was something that initially our understanding was that it was direct barter. So when uh, Java Mesa mentioned about the amount we paid, then the news team said, well, then that means that this is not exactly what you said. Now they are saying there are two ways. Okay, now we are told that 40,000 tons is 10% of the country, country supply. And then, now we are told the MPA will regulate prices of the products in the interim. Where we have been stridently told that the, the, the petroleum downstream sector is deregulated. And when we ask for the MPA to intervene when prices go up, they say, no, 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 we deregulated it and we all agreed to do the deregulation. And therefore, we have no role to play in deregulation. But for some reason now, I don't realize because it's gold for oil... Or the MPA suddenly realizes that they have powers to, to regulate. Because we've asked MPA countless times, from Moses Asaga's time, all through, why are you allowing prices to go so high? Say, so, well, we've deregulated the market. It's a free market. Now you're saying, and in paragraph 9, that to ensure that the price of the petroleum product imported at the G20 reflects at the pump to benefit the cons- consumer, we will regulate. So does your car, which was made in Ghana, differentiate between gold for oil, oil, or oil bought from normal sources. So why are you going to regulate only that one and not other oil prices? Do you get me? So if you go and buy petrol at Total or Gold or Shell, right? If you go and buy that petrol, does your car know it's gold for oil or does your car not know whether it's gold for oil? So why are they regulating only the parts that are applicable to the gold for oil? Is that because that's the one under their control? And they could have saved themselves all of this by releasing a policy document. Let's see what review it put it out there, we all understand, we ask our questions, and then you move with this. And unless, of course, surprise was part of the strategy, right? Or secrecy is part of the strategy, where it's like there's a competitive market out there for gold for oil. So if we, if we release our strategy, the our main... Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Here you are now releasing it. Now who's going to explain this thing you've put out for the public to read? How many drivers are going to even read this? Okay. And COPEC... I almost all the policy groups don't seem to really agree with this. All right. I mean, I don't doubt that they mean well, but I feel the way they approach this is, is really, it's almost, they are muddling through. Okay. It's a good idea. Let's do it. They are making it up as they go. Yes. You know, they are muddling. So first, initially they said they were going to do direct batter. They realized that no, it doesn't work like that. So they said we can either do, okay, so why didn't they tell us which percentage of the 40,000 came through um, direct exchange and which part came through broker channel. Do you get me? So it, it's uh, I don't know. A bit yeah, and now they say MPO work with bust to negotiate prices. So again, this is our point. Paragraph nine talks about regulation. Paragraph ten talks about negotiation. All right. So they are regulating prices. Is it at the downstream, and then are they negotiating at the middle stream? You know, so there are three paragraphs that require explanation. So with you, you regulate prices of the product in the interim until the volumes increase significantly. So why will you stop regulation when the volumes increase significantly? Is it because when the volumes become a lot, you can't regulate? Then you work with BOST to negotiate prices with international oil traders to ensure that the landed cost of the products under the program is always competitive. And then the price at which BOST will set, sell the product will be approved. So I see regulate 
I see negotiate and I see approve. And all has to do with price. What are you doing? Let's talk to Mohamed Abdul Kudus, communication manager MPA. Mohamed, thanks for joining us. I recall when we asked in the past uh, why um, the, 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 the export price of petrol goes up. You and Hassan uh, Tasunti have been saying that it's the exchange rate that leads to the higher prices. So I just want to confirm from before we get into the details that is the exchange rate the most important determinant of the ex pump price from where the MPA sits. Um, thank you so much for, for having me. But let me consider that I was actually enjoying your discussion because I've been following you since morning. Um yeah, so the exchange rate actually plays a very, very significant because it has an immediate impact on the, 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 the whole transaction. And so when the exchange rate fluctuates, it actually has a bearing on the price of the product at the pump. So yes, it is very critical and it is very, very essential. And anything that can actually be put in place to remedy its effect ultimately goes to the, the, the good of the consumer of the product at the pump. Okay. The statement you released, I think the initial part is, we understand it. You said the program has started 15 January, took a consignment of 40 million metric tons. And then the objective of the program is to use additional foreign exchange resources from the Bank of Ghana to provide foreign currency for the importation of petroleum products. So this is finished products. So far, fair enough. Then you said, there are two channels, barter, trade, and then via broker channels. Was this always what the, the policy, or I don't even want to call it policy, was this, was this always the plan, or did you discover this when you went to the market, that you can either do barter or broker channel? Um, so, Bernard, essentially, the release of this statement is to help shift the conversation. Um, right from the, the discussion and when the vice president let out the, the, the program in his Facebook page, many have attempted to comment on it and several questions have actually been asked. So what we intended to do is to help shape the conversation and to give more clarity to what the program is about. Um, from our statement, you realize that Agencies are interfacing in having to get this uh, uh, program become a reality. So there's the part that the precious uh, members marketing company is playing. There's the part that boss is playing. There's the part that Bank of Ghana is playing. And there's the part that the National uh, Petroleum Authority is actually playing. So we wanted to have people appreciate and understand the nuance around this whole program. And from our end, we have specific duties that we're supposed to play in this whole program. And uh, the issue about whether or not the conversion of the dollar into uh, a cash is an afterthought or is something that came after we went into the market. Obviously, not at all. It has been part of the conversation right from the beginning. And so the policy has envisaged that. And uh, my understanding is that Bank of Ghana already had a certain arrangement of taking care, care of that. So in the case where 
a supplier does not require the gold in the form that it is, but wants a conversion of same into dollar. Bank of Ghana has its arrangement that it, it, it puts in place, and that particular gold is converted into cash. So whether it is the cash as in the state butter that we're talking about, or it is in the conversion of it into dollar, the gold still plays a central theme in the transaction. And so it is not an afterthought at all, and it okay. is not something that was mm. discovered after we went into the market. Mm. It has okay. always been part of the conversation mm. right from the one of the program. You use the word policy, so I want to come back to you on that. Which policy mm. are you working with? Um, MPA works with laws, and I'm sure almost all the agencies within this chain work with laws, but those laws have to draw from some policy. So yeah. is there a policy document or is there, what is the overriding policy around this oil for good program? Is labeled a program? Because I also knew that programs come from policies. So the policy is the one that sits on top. So which policy are we working with? Um, so like I said, uh, from my narrative, the whole conversation started from a Facebook post of the vice president. It goes with that. I repeated myself that. So this is something that sits with government and the ministry particularly. So if it is about the policy or the program, then the ministry would be speaking to that. Like I alluded to, we have specific roles that we are all playing in this whole uh, program, and NP has its own t- uh, a portion of it. So I would be able to speak specifically to the path that NPA plays into. But as in the bigger framework itself, I believe it would be good mm. to speak to. Okay, but, but from what I, the little I've heard about this program, there are, there's the PMMC involved, there's the mm-hmm. BOST involved, there's the Bank of Ghana involved, and there's the NPA involved. Then there's the OMCs and the BDCs on the private sector side. So there are f- at least four high-level government agencies, the Bank of Ghana, the National Petroleum Authority, the Bulk Oil Storage Contr- uh, thing, and then the PMMC. So those are four government agencies. Now, you, you obviously can't be working just based on a vice president's post. That, that, I mean, there has to be something more substantial than that to, to lead a Bank of Ghana, an MPA, a boss, and a PMMC. To, to engage at this level. So are you saying that the vice president just announced it on his post? Or you, so as MPA, you don't, your MPA is taking its marching orders from the post? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. MPA actually works under the ministry, right? And the ministry is responsible for the formulation of policies and MPA is guided accordingly from what the ministry would send, would send out. And that's why I'm saying that on the broader framework of the policy, as I am saying that it would be better you speak to the ministry because they would be able to speak to that than the NPA, and that's all I'm trying to say. Not that we we are working from a, a, a so 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 the NPA does not have a copy of the policy if there is ever one. Um, Bernard, let me let me be let me try cautiously in speaking to this because you still are getting me to speak to the policy. Okay, I'm, no, I'm not saying speak to it. Too. I'm saying, is there yeah, one? Yeah. I'm not. Is there speak? I'm not saying. I, I don't know if there's a policy. I'm just asking yeah, if yeah, there is yeah, a yeah, policy yeah, that MPs are aware of. I'm aware there's one. I'm aware there's one. There's a policy. So there's yes, a policy document. Yes, I'm aware. But, I'm aware, I'm but have, aware you, have you seen it? Your, have you seen it yourself? Yes, I have. I've cited a, a, a copy of that. Is it? How big is it? How many pages is it? 
But are still getting me to go back to the policy. This is the Ministry of the, uh, Energy's document. I beg you, if you speak to them... You know, you know why? And, 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 I'm not, and I'm not trying to push you for a reason, because uh-huh. the MPA is a, uh-huh. an agency under the Ministry of Energy. Absolutely. And definitely, if you, you say you've seen the policy, yes. I you to, because a lot of people believe there's no policy. In fact, a lot of people believe that the first answer you gave to my question is really what's going on. That the vice president put something on his Facebook post. Maybe his team thought this was a good thing to do. And having had meetings with the other agencies, they agreed it was a good thing to do. And therefore, there is no overriding policy. So, the fact that you have said you've seen a policy... In fact, a point of information. So, the release that actually came from our division largely has been an extract out of that particular policy. Wonderful. Do you care to share the policy with the media? Well, I can't do that because I'm not the owner. Okay, so who has the energy minister? All right, no problem. Absolutely. Let me let me come back to your release, which is why I called you. So for, okay. forgive me for taking okay. round, round, round. I am, I am a bit confused by paragraph 9 and 10 and 11. Paragraph 9 says, I quote, to ensure that the price of petroleum products imported at the G40 program will reflect at the pumps to benefit the consumer, the MPA will regulate the prices of the products in the interim until the volumes increase significantly. I'm confused because the MPA has always denied regulation. Anytime we ask you, why are prices going up and everything? So we are operating a deregulated market at the downstream. And therefore, it's a free market. The, the companies must publish their own whatever price. So why is the MPA now electing to regulate prices of the product in the interim? That's question one. Question two, which law is empowering them to do that now that we are operating a deregulated scheme? Um, okay, so thank you very much. Um, let me start with your second question, which law? We obviously have not amended the Act of the National Petroleum Authority as amended in 2015. We still are working with the LI Quadruple 4 that talks about the uh, petroleum pricing formula. And so we still are working with that. Regulation, as in your first question, must actually be contextualized here. It is not as though we are going back on what the law has mandated us to do. In this particular instance, so we have 40,000 metric tons that have come in. And the 40,000 metric tons have actually been spread across selected BDCs and OMCs. I must put on record that the participation in this particular program is voluntary. It's not compulsory. And the BDCs or OMCs who have received this particular consignment at the time that they were receiving it might have um, already installed products that they took at the prevailing market rate. What it means is that then there should be a certain mathematics of how to determine the pricing of putting the, 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 the supply under the, the, the gold for oil and the supply they got from the prevailing market price, uh, market uh, price to arrive at a particular price that would benefit the consumer. And in our attempt to ensure that whatever that is gotten as a relief in the price of the product under the G4O program translates and trickles down to the, 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 the consumer. In this case, then we ought to come in and um, take charge of how the whole determination is supposed to be done. We've actually had engagements with the BDCs and OMCs in this particular program under this particular phase because we've not had a complete takeover of the supply under the, the, the program. So there ought to be a certain mathematics, and that is where we've agreed with them on a certain weighted average 
in arriving at the price. So you're going to commingle. How much did you take of uh, the, the the product under the D4O? And then how much did you have in store from the prevailing market price? And, and is, is, is this uh, calculation being done with the BDCs or the OMCs? BDCs on the leg of the XREF. And then the OMCs on the leg of the X-Pump. You know, there are two prices involved here. Um, after Boss took delivery of it, Boss sold it to the BDCs, and then it washes hands off. Then the BDC will now have to sell, uh, sell to the OMC. So we have a responsibility in both prices. So it is not as though there is a reintroduction of regulation as it used to be before 2015. Uh, uh, but like I said, it is to take care of the peculiar circumstances that we found ourselves really? in well, where but the marketers if, are commingling the product. Fair enough, but you said you said that you will do this regulation in the interim until volume increases significantly. Why must the regulation be done only when the volumes are low? Do, because I'm okay, questioning so that the more the volumes come in, that means that the more... Think about it. You, you have done 10%. So 90% of the product on the market is not G4, for G40 or G4O, mm-hmm. right? G4O. So you're saying that as the, for, as the 10% increases, you are rather going to stop the regulation. That doesn't make sense because I'm thinking that more of the oil that you're supposed to be cheaper is coming in. And therefore, consumers need more protection because now a lot of the oil coming in is coming at a cheaper price because you've saved that for exchange rate issue. And yet you are saying you are going to regulate until the volume you are bringing in increases. I don't understand. Okay, so let me, let me explain again. Like I said, currently they are commingling. Okay, what it means is that they are taking from the G4O and then adding it from to, to what they take from the prevailing market price. So the pricing dynamics is different. When the volume increases, where we have um, OMCs taking mainly from G4O, for example, we don't need to put our eyes on it because the pricing is clear. Okay, it is because of the non-clarity and the difficulty in arriving at the price because of the insignificant quantities we we have now that has actually warranted our uh, 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 monitoring and um, uh, 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 kind of regulation of how the prices are arrived at. We're hoping that when the product supply increase over time and hopefully takes off the, 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 the current arrangement, then you are able to tell that this OMC is not selling any other product by G4O. And so the, the arriving and determination of the price is simple. It's easier. You don't have any difficulty in monitoring. But right now, you need to be able to tell what quantity of supply they have from the prevailing market uh, 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 prices, what quantity they are taking from a BDC uh, under the G4O program, and be able to arrive at the price and monitor so uh, 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 seriously to ensure that the um, relief that is expected actually gets to the consumer. So the mm. difficulty right now is because of the insignificant nature of the okay. quantity from okay. um, um, uh, uh, G4O. Now, but obviously, as it increases, I, I, I get the explanation. Work more easier. I get the explanation. Now, paragraph 13, again, I need some clarification. So, paragraph 11. I notice in that paragraph that BOST is selling to BDCs, which you choose to call BDEX, but I'm using BDC because most people know BDCs, 
and yeah. BDCs will sell to OMC. Right? Why do you, why does BOSS need to go through BDCs? Because we, the consumer buys from OMCs. Mm-hmm. Is it that BOSS doesn't have transportation fa- fa- facility? Because it, I mean, the reason I'm asking this question is that BOSS, uh, MPA wants to regulate the price at which BOSS sells to uh, BDC. Mm-hmm. And then mm. BDC price to OMC will also be regulated. So, like double, what prevents Bust from simply meeting selected OMCs like Goyle and saying, "Look, Goyle, you are a government agency, you are a government company, or government has shares in Goyle. We have X percent of pers- uh, finished product to give you. This is the price we are giving it to you. It's lower than the prevailing price that the other BDCs are giving you, and therefore we don't expect you to raise your price by this level." So, if you can explain paragraph 11 again and why we need that chain to be maintained. Okay, so uh, first of all, it is actually to show respect to the law as we are mandated to really work with. The law says that um, it is from BBC to OMCs and then to the retail, retail outlets at, uh, at the pump. And so we do not want to undo that particular process. Secondly, bosses are, uh, the BDC is in business. And to cut them out of the chain is really take a section of the business community out of what ordinarily they would have actually been doing. And so the law is clear, and we're trying to um, respect the law and let it work as it is. The expected supply chain is not just going to be with BOSS. There will be international oil trading companies that will soon be coming on board. So they, they are also expected to play it the same way BOSS is doing it. They bring the product to our shores, and then the BDCs pick it from them and sell it to the OMCs, and then OMCs distribute it to the retail outlets. And that is supposed to be the law, and we intend actually to follow it to the letter until it is actually revised. All right. Finally, so you use the word regulate in paragraph 9, you use the word negotiate in paragraph 10, and then use the word approve in paragraph 11. Am I to take all of those words as regulation? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So um, we have certain responsibilities uh, along the chain that we're supposed to play as Nature Petroleum Authority. So one, uh, BDC goes out, uh, boss goes out to buy the product. We ought to ensure that um, given the intent in terms of uh, the, the intention of the program, uh, boss is actually able to live up to that. And so if you don't get the prices much cheaper than the prevailing market rate, then obviously you are defeating the purpose of the program right from its uh, 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 inception. And so uh, we are in this particular transaction with boss trying to assist boss in, get, in getting prices lower than what is prevailing at the market price. And I can tell you on authority that what was took under the G4O program was cheaper than the prevailing uh, uh, market rate. Then the issue about the regulation, like I said, it should be seen within the context. Uh, we have a, a, a peculiar uh, a scenario now where oil marketing companies are supposed to be commingling their product uh, as it were taking it from two different are sources at two different prices. So how do they arrive at the price so that the consumer ultimately gets the benefit of it? That is where we come in again in helping to do the regulation. So we had a meeting with them. They've actually signed an undertaking, and we've all agreed 
the framework within which we should be selling the product at the pump. Mm. Failure to do so would certainly become with a, a certain sanction from our end. I see. And like I said from the beginning, it is a voluntary uh, a program. Nobody is compelled to, to come on board. But once you come on board, then you should be acting to uh, uh, the process so that, uh, like I keep repeating myself, the ultimate yeah, benefit. Fair enough. Finally, finally. So we are told, we spoke to Dr. Amin on Friday, and he revealed that mm-hmm. 11 out of the 27 OMCs sorry, that benefited mm-hmm. from the Go for Oil policy did not reduce the price. So, I mean, that that right there should tell you that there either is, a, they have a different understanding. They are probably seeing this as a way to build their own margins and make more money. <laughs> because 11 out of 27 is probably about 40% of the OMCs did not pass on the price reduction to the, to the, uh, to the end user. And you couldn't do anything about that. You didn't say, for example, you're going to blacklist them. You didn't say you're going to exclude them. So whatever windfall we were supposed to get from the first consignment, which was bought with public resources, has gone to these 11 OMC. So what have you done? You've just made them richer. We didn't benefit in any way. Oh, well, I see that I anticipated this your question and I hinted that we actually be sanctioning them. We'll be coming after them um, because we want to ensure that it really uh, 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 comes down. I've heard people even ask the question whether the effect has started trickling down. And uh, I've cited examples with other media artists that I spoke with this morning of Star Oil and Goyle. Star actually posted on their website uh, indicating that uh, prices would have gone up by a certain uh, a margin, but for the receipt of the G4O. And then, well, at the beginning of the window, posted the price of diesel at, nine, at 10.9, and then uh, just yesterday they revised it to 10.25 after a receipt of their consignment of the G4O. So it means that it is trickling. But for now, because the first consignment has to do with just um, um, a, a diesel, uh, we're expecting that going forward we'll be having more consignment of both uh, petrol and and and, and uh, uh, diesel. Mm. Then we'll be able to see a much more larger mm. uh, man- manifest uh, uh, benefit at the pump. Uh, is uh, okay. I, I'm sure you recognize the potential market distortion um, likelihood of this policy. Is this an attempt to break the power of BDCs? Oh, no. In fact, you know, of our discussions, they've been central and part in the, 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 the discussion. And if you speak to them, they will tell you that uh, at all levels of discussion, they've actually been part. And they are going to be coming on board. And like I said, uh, apart from posts uh, on this leg of the supply that we have seen of the 40,000 metric tons, the BDCs are also coming on board. The IOTCs are also going to come on board. And so it is not as if it is something that is going to shut the window. I believe that we all are looking at the, 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 the bigger benefit is going to bring to assess on the, uh, on the front of our forest to, to really be able to guarantee the continuous supply of the product and ultimately a cheaper price of right. the product at the pump. And so we would not do anything that would take anybody out of business, but we would ensure that everybody comes on board and then mm-hmm. uh, people play their games ra- rather that fairly. Thank you very much, sir. That was Mohamed Abdul Kudus, not to be confused with the uh, Ghana Black Stars footballer.
I'm, I'm sure he's a distant relation. <laughs> Mohammed, thank you for talking to us as ever. He's a communication manager for MPA 849 City Breakfast Show. So we've spoken to Amin on Friday, got some answers, spoken to MPA on one side. I needed to indicate that there are about four or five different government agencies involved here. PMMC, there's BOST, there's BOG, there's MPA. We've spoken to MPA. In fact, there's also the ministry, right? So we have from the ministry and MPA. Now, the BOG appeared in Parliament on Friday to speak to the Public Accounts Committee on a variety of issues, and this matter came up when they appeared before the committee. Dr. Maxwell Pokwafari is a deputy governor, the first deputy governor. Just want you to listen to the questions he was asked and the answers he gave to provide further clarity to this matter. Uh, the, the word on the streets mm. is that the first consignment of 40,000 metric tons of oil that came under the gold for oil butter deal was paid for with cash using an intermediary. Such a transaction, the Bank of Ghana will be in the know of it, yes or no? And can you confirm if it was paid for in cash? Honorable Chair. I I don't think I have full order, details. order, order, order. Uh, Afishapa. Uh, the the word on the streets mm. is that the first consignment of forty thousand metric tons of oil that came under the gold for oil butter deal was paid for with cash using an intermediary. Such a transaction, the Bank of Ghana will be in the know of it, yes or no? And can you confirm if it was paid for in cash? Honorable Chair, I, I don't think I have full order, details. order, order, order. <laughs> Honorable Chair, I do not have the full details of, of the, that leg of the transaction with me at the moment. What I know is that the Gold for Oil program has two legs. It has the Gold Purchase Program leg and then the Oil uh, leg. The Bank of Ghana is fully involved on the Gold Purchase side, which then translates into oil. So I may have to go back and check how the oil side was uh, transacted. But what we know is that we have fully paid and bought gold that is enough to support the oil transaction. This is very reassuring, and I'm excited that you, you claim ownership of the first leg of the transaction. So since you have ownership of that and knowledge of that, would you be in a position to share with us how many ounces of gold was exchanged for the 40,000 metric tons, and at what price? Uh, did, what, did we buy the gold, world market price or lower than world market price? Again, did we pay CDs or dollars for it? If CDs, at what exchange rate? Thank you. Honorable Chair, what I can confidently share is the metric tons of gold bought by Bank of Ghana. As I said, we have two legs of the transaction, so I will not go into the exchange transaction. But the gold purchased by Bank of Ghana is not new. 
we introduced a gold purchase program as part of our building our reserves. And we are using a component of that program to support the gold for oil. So the metric tons of gold purchased by Bank of Ghana, I can share the details with the committee later on when I get back to the office. But what I can also confirm is that the gold is being purchased in local currency cities. So it's a conversion of our domestic assets into foreign assets. And then it is being purchased at the world market price. We use the Bloomberg and the Reuters market price to purchase the gold. So those I can confirm. And, and in terms of the ounces that have been purchased as at now, if I'll beg of the committee so that I can supply that data later on because I do not have that with me now. I'm, I'm excited, and thank you so much. Once you are willing to furnish us, I'm sure that Chairman and the Secretariat would liaise with you to furnish us with that information. But I believe that this purchase program is also in tandem with PMMC, right? Yes, we're working with PM. There are two uh, different aspects of it. You know, we also engage directly the big mining companies yes. for them to sell part of their gold. The gold they sell to us is monetary gold because it's refined and LBM is certified. So that automatically goes into our reserves. But the one we buy from PMMC, part of it has to go through a refining process through an LBM certified refinery before it can be part of our reserves. But that part used for the gold for oil, you don't need to go through the refinery process. Yes. So we work with PMMC and we work directly with the uh, big mining company. Maybe I just want to avert your mind to the fact that your exchange rate, which you're using, I'm sure you use the Bank of Ghana rate when you're doing these purchases, uh, on your own Twitter feed is somewhere around 10.2 to the U.S. dollar. But PMMC that you are buying through is buying at 13. That's a huge disparity between your rates and what PMMC is buying. So that rate differential, that 3CD differential, almost 3CD differential, who bears that cost? The taxpayer, the Bank of Ghana, would you swallow that as your debt? Who bears that cost? So, Honorable Chair, if I may come back on that, just because it's a public interest question, I also want to give a public interest response. <laughs> The Bank of Ghana does not have a Bank of Ghana rate as we speak. So what is being tweeted is our indicative rates, our, our rates, transaction rates collected from commercial banks at the end of the previous day at 3 p.m., weighted average based on the transaction volumes, and then published for the benefit of the general public. The difference you see from the commercial bank is that when you go to your bank this morning, they would have published an indicative rate, but not a transaction rate. But when the city is depreciating, your foreign liabilities exceed your foreign assets, then it's negative on your account. So that was what they were able to get out of Maxwell Opokwafari, the deputy governor. <laughs> A lot of uh, the questions he says you have to get back. Um, look, there, there's a lot more we need to know on this, right? And it's not even for the purpose of, like, uh, opposing is just to understand it. it because if if you are hoping if this is your main strategy for helping to cushion customers from high fuel prices there has to be some level of clarity with it mm. and i mean i spoke to mpa some of the questions i'm supposed to talk to ministry of energy uh, parliament is asking bog some of the MPA. questions you have to go to their part is the PMMC side. Right. So the other part is the 
boss and MPA side, which I know. Mm. I was thinking that BOJ being the most, probably, I don't know, the biggest of the institutions will be at the center of all of this because our exchange rate issues are BOG issues. And if the exchange rate is what we are going to save, why would the BOG be interested in only the gold purchase part? Because what's the point in just buying the gold? What if the people doing the oil purchase are, mis- are doing it in the wrong way? Because the whole reason why the BOG is buying the gold directly to show up our reserves is to, is to reduce the FX effect on the export price. And the FX effect on the export price adds to inflationary pressure sure. and puts further pressure on the foreign currency in a self-fulfilling prophecy. So why is the BOG only restricting itself to the gold purchase? Even if they are not going to manage the the oil purchase part, they must be interested and knowledgeable about it. Mm-hmm. And you see, so I'm not sure whether he was interpreting some of Joe's questions to mean I don't know anything about the oil purchase part or I can't answer questions on it. But if you look at the institutions I've listed, Bank of Ghana, Precious Mineral Marketing Company, MPA, BOST, BOST. The biggest is the BOG. Mm-hmm. They have the most resources. They have the most economists, the most bankers, the most lawyers. So they have the capacity to oversee the whole process. And Parliament is a house of records. So unless he's saying, I don't have the record, so I don't want to mislead the house. They should be in a uh, uh, for example, the question about the differential in the exchange, I don't really think he answered it. Because if you are told that, yes, there's a difference between the 10, it's okay. So if the 10 is an indicative rate, why do you tweet it? Mm. Okay, and if the PMM is going to use 13, who's going to bear that? Because that's my question. Okay, so I feel there's a lot of lack of clarity on this issue. And I have not seen the policy. Mr. Kudu says he has seen the policy as the energy ministry. BOG is now limiting itself to the PMMC part. Now, the adversity between direct barter and uh, gold that is bought through a broker, mm. you know. <sighs> Which was not part of the original Facebook post, by the way. Yeah. and You know, you just know, before Sky comes in, on, on Friday, Sky asked a very important question that I think you've also brought up. Who are the parties to the contracts? You see? Because at the moment, you've, we've played BOG. Mm-hmm. You've interviewed uh, MPA. Right, we we've had PMMC elsewhere at some level. At some level, we've even had the Ministry of Lands. We've had exactly at some point. If there's a policy document, as Mister Kudus told us, there is. Which ministry is the owner of the policy? Who owns is it? Ministry of Lands or Ministry who of owns this of Energy? You see, and I think uh, Sky will take over from there. Uh, but it, it has become clear why he was asking that question as to who are the parties when this transfer is done on this document. Whose signatures are there? Who are the human? Which entities are representing, are representing us, us in this country? Now, all these institutions must have the same kind of information. Yeah. But listening to the parties, we have a siloed approach. Yeah. BOG doesn't have MPA info. MPA mm-hmm. doesn't have PMMC info. Mm-hmm. Uh, M- uh, PMMC don't have energy ministry info. So BOG is doing this one. Once BOG is done, MPA does this. Once MPA is done, PMMC does this. For a policy like this, you cannot have that kind of siloed approach. Everybody must be on the same page. Hence, the importance of your question. Where is the policy document? Because the policy document would actually outline all these things, merge it, and then we would know that, okay, this perhaps would even have like a joint committee of some kind. So MPA is represented by this. BOG is represented by this. uh, PMNC is represented by this person. Together. 
as one on this. So even though the job, the roles will be carried out differently, but at the moment you get the feeling that they are still working their way through it. He says he's seen the policy. Yeah, I, I don't mind if he's seen it. It's okay. If, but the point is, he should not be the only person who has seen it. And we, we, we've gone through too many of these fanciful projects that cost a lot of money based on platform uh, protest, uh, promises, Facebook posts, manifestos. manifestos, that within two weeks become full-scale national policy without and, and, too and much Robert, thinking to, to, through. To buttress your thing, somebody came to Ghana to do vehicle assembly. That vehicle assembly didn't just happen. There was a 10-point industrial development policy. Okay, So that policy set out the framework and the Ministry of Trade, which then had things like imposing taxes on old vehicles, luxury vehicles, cars of a certain age will attract a certain thing, so that you can give some comfort to the guy coming to do the investment. So when we say where is the policy, it's not like some two-known question. It's actually the basics. Yes. Because the laws that you then pull, like, for example, the law in parliament that says you must impose a certain tax on a certain vehicle of a certain age derives from the industrial policy, policy. around vehicle assembly, yes. which was the president, when he went to meet the military guys, was now talking about they're doing bullion vans in Ghana. Mm-hmm. It's, so there's some overriding policy owned by a ministry. So is it a, And I'm not saying one ministry. So we can have a joint policy owned by the Ministry of Lands and the Ministry of Energy. Yes. Or the ministry, you can call it the Energy Ministry cluster. Something. Okay, and in public discourse of such nature, you're talking about protecting consumers ex pump. So this is not some highly technical, esoteric thing you are doing that mm. only people need to know. The man, I mean, the guy did the post on Facebook. If it wasn't important to the public, why would he put it on Facebook? Everybody will see the it. The first public conversation on this was on the vice president's Facebook page. Okay, now if, if it's so important for the public to know, why isn't the policy there for people to scrutinize? Mm-hmm. Why isn't the policy there for us to all be and, and show it, it, it for me? And again, the parliamentary question comes in. They are saying this is a regular. You asked him about parliament. He explained mm. that. I don't know what Sky thinks about that. He, I think he was trying to say that it's, a no, it's not an international agreement. Yes, but... That but people I, are lifting oil right, regularly. But, well, can, you, can you comment yeah, on that? Yeah, before I, I, Sky comes, I, I, just I, right, let me wrap this up. You see, because it then comes back to the point that you... You asked him a very interesting question uh, about the regulation. Yeah. So... Uh, there's a there's a there's a deregulation program, yeah. right? Yeah. Sky, is that yes? Is we, that in law? So, so we, yes, it, it a, we have deregulated the petroleum downstream. System. So there's a law for that. Yes, that is why the MPA cannot tell anybody how much to sell to you. X. But now pump. they are saying what you will buy from us. The G4O. We, the G4O. We will tell you how much to, even though it's voluntary. It's voluntary. <laughs> Again, Sky, take over because I, 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 I'm beginning to see why on Friday you were very insistent that this thing has to end up in Parliament for everybody to understand. Because yeah. mm. it's, it's become peace. It's become, it's become, we are patching it as well. Yeah, it's for peace of it. Yeah. <laughs> so so some of the it's, a, it's a good idea, but we need information. Yeah, that's right. You see, the, the, if you look at how policy is formulated generally in Ghana, there are a number of things that come together to give us a policy document. And the 1992 Constitution is the first one. You look mm-hmm. at Article 34, Clause 1, mm-hmm. which deals with that subject matter, mm-hmm. basically saying that um, it makes provision for the directive principles of state policy, mm-hmm. which ordinarily guides the government. In policy formulation. Exactly. 
Um, and then you look at Article 86, which also make provision, and 87, which also make provision for the creation of the National Development Planning Commission. So they ordinarily drive the whole policy formulation agenda of the country uh, at that big level. Then you have Article 88, which empowers the Attorney General to look at policies coming up mm. to ensure that they are in alignment with the Constitution and existing laws. So that's why I was asking... asking what is the Attorney General's opinion on where, yeah, exactly. where is it? Uh-huh, because okay. if there is an international component to this whole transaction, and some people take the view, and I share that view, that it requires parliamentary approval as was stated in the Balkan energy case, which, which led to all kinds of things. Yeah. The question is, why was Parliament not involved? So that was why I was pushing the argument about the Attorney General's involvement or the apparent lack of it. If there's one document from the AG's department, we want to see it. Just like we saw the AG's opinion on the debt exchange program. program. We want to see what the Attorney General thinks of this policy. Well, what did, what did, did uh, Mohamed Amin say when you asked him about Parliament? Well, he, he basically answered in a very generic way to say that, well, the BDC, uh, the bulk oil uh, company, they've been buying oil uh, for whatever, whatever, and that it, since this is also one aspect of buying oil, Does it doesn't see the need for parliamentary involvement. But the BOG is mm. the one that buys the gold. And yeah. the gold for... Um, the, the, the gold purchase program is already known. Mm-hmm. So the, po- the point is, BOST going to now use this money that the BOG has gotten mm-hmm. to buy finished product and then sell to BDCs mm-hmm. is the part that we believe is a transaction. Exactly. I.e., the Bank of Ghana uses our CDs mm-hmm. to buy gold. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. that gold that they buy, the proceeds for that gold is what they want to use to do whatever transactions they want to use mm-hmm. to. So it's public funds. Mm-hmm. Now, BOST is the government agency that's supposed to be in storage and transportation of oil. Yep. Now, the question I have is, if BOST does storage and transportation, why do you still need BDCs? Because they are, they are bulk, and if you look at the technical term for BDCs, they are bulk oil storage, so they are, they are, they are bulk import distribution and export companies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if Bost has bought the finished product from Dubai or wherever, mm-hmm. Bost is also storage and transportation. Why do they need to go through the BDC again? Because BDC also is bulk distribution and transportation. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you get my point? Mm-hmm. And of course, Kudus was trying to explain that they want to be, they want to be, they want to be true to the, the law and the process. I'm not sure I really get that. So I think there's there's quite a number of questions that have still not been addressed. Mm-hmm. Okay, even if you don't have a policy, you could have done a press conference where you say, okay, in the interest of public, BOG, PMMC, Energy Ministry, Lands Ministry, MPA, BOST. All right? Mm-hmm. Do a press briefing and jointly address all the issues around oil for gold. Mm-hmm. So I feel there's a... Look, I will, I will say it's opaque. There's opacity with this because... Mm-hmm. You are, and they are sort of making things as they go. Yeah, that's how I see it. Yeah. Like as the questions come, mm-hmm. they try and address the question, and then they call it sort of. And that's not how to do some, something as important and sensitive as this. That's that's not how policy is supposed to be formulated. And and if I take you to a document by the the, the National Development Planning Commission, some of these issues are raised there. Mm-hmm. And Bernard, the reason why it is a matter we should be concerned about is that. When eventually things go south, hmm. 
the question will be <laughs> they normally do normally in matters do. like this they normally do the people of ghana will be asked to pay the bill mm. now in so doing then issues will come up as to who is to be held responsible yes the first time we got to know about this thing was when the vice president posted on his facebook, on his facebook poll a new policy direction for the country it was announced by Facebook. A, a program, not a, the policy. Ah, okay. Well, there are no policy. You, 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 you are a lawyer, so you know there's nothing a program <laughs> and a policy, a policy and a law. Okay. So the policy sits on top. The law derives from that. So what are we dealing with? That is it a program or a it's policy? a program? So, a... Yes, that's what you see. Food presidents they go for oil program, uh-huh. so they are very careful in their in their choice of words. So and in fact, let me even do the architecture for you. So there's uh-huh. policy, uh-huh. there's program, uh-huh. and then there's project. Uh-huh. So a project is smaller than a program. Mm-hmm. So a project is within a program. A program is within a policy, okay. and they are all governed by law. Mm-hmm. You see, so so that was the first time we heard about it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we are committing the resources of our country, and the resources of our country, then the natural resources of our country. We mm-hmm. say the president, mm-hmm. per the constitution, is supposed to protect them for and on our behalf. Mm-hmm. You understand? So he mm-hmm. takes possession of the wealth, the mineral wealth of our country, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to ensure that they are used in a way that benefits all of us. Mm-hmm. So if the government says that, yes, we are rich in gold, so mm-hmm. we'll use that to get oil or fuel mm-hmm. for our country, it is a good thing. But the question is, how do you do it in a way that is efficient and that returns the best possible returns for the good people of Ghana? Mm-hmm. And then also, how do you cut out possible corruption or theft of our public resources? And that is the suspicion of so many people. That's why the Constitution insists that on matters like this, if it is international transaction, Article 181 of the Constitution, if you read it together with the Balkan Energy case, it requires you to go to Parliament and seek their input and their authority to proceed. Now, for some reason, we are being told that Parliament is not to get involved because, in their view, um, there is no requirement to go to Parliament because of the nature of how bulk oil, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it, the, 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 what's the name of the company, Bost, yes. purchases its oil. Mm-hmm. And then also because they attend, uh, what do you call it, the, the Bank of Ghana has been purchasing gold for whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. and does not need parliamentary approval. Mm-hmm. I disagree because you have a situation where, first of all, we don't know the parties to the transaction. It is all over the place. It's bust and, and people in the Middle East. <laughs> Who are the people in the, 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 people in the Middle, Middle East? East? Yeah, oil traders. You see, and then also the requirement on how we identify people to work for the government of Ghana, mm-hmm. which is through procurement. Mm-hmm. We don't know whether the procurement authority got involved in approving which institutions from outside the country should supply the oil. Did they bid for it? What were the terms and of, of, of reference yeah. given to them? Did you get the oil at the best possible price? Exactly. So these are critical questions that can only be distilled properly when they go before Parliament. Mm-hmm. Because if we lose resources, as we are, you, you, you were asking the question, I mean, Anta told us that, yes, yeah, some people were given the oil and yet they did not return. 11 out of 27 companies did not pass on the supposed mm-hmm. lower cost of purchase to the end, end If they had gone through parliament, there is no way they will be says, able to do and that. And he says that they are going to sanction them. And how that sanction will benefit the consumer, I don't we know. We don't know. If see, I bought petrol from them last week and I didn't get the windfall, that, how, will they share the sanction and we're going to collect our cheats to get the balance? <laughs> Uh-huh. And you see, our law says that you cannot be punishing somebody when the prescription for the same is not written in, in law. law. 
So the question is, what sanction is he going to apply? When you say you've deregulated the industry, <laughs> yes, you've deregulated the industry, but the bust oil there, you have deregulated it. Yes, so so the, the whole thing is. Uh-huh. So look, tomorrow Parliament is reconvening. Yes, you deal with the matter. I would urge the Honourable Samuel George or Atu Forsen. Who is the ranking member on that committee, sir? Which of them? It's Energy Ejinapo. Uh huh. I will urge whoever they can do it. They can sponsor it from the Finance Committee and then also the Energy Committee, and perhaps Okuje too would also get involved because of the foreign affairs nature of the, the whole transaction. So that they can put a question on the floor or insist or even move a motion to that effect, seeking clarity as to what exactly is happening. Mm-hmm. Because we cannot be here. We are dealing with millions of dollars so because mm-hmm. one consignment alone is $40, 40 million. Dollars. And they are bringing in more. Yes. Multiply that by what will happen over the next because if you look at... You want to get to 50%. Yeah, 50%. And we are told that uh, monthly consumption is what? $350 million. That's how much fuel we import into the country. Now, if you have that, what are you getting? Around $175 million. That's what they are aiming for every month. Multiply that by 12. We are talking about billions of US dollars. And we are expressing fears about how people are making money, not passing it on to the consumer. So these are... The other thing that this raises, which I think is very... It's almost tangential, but I want to bring it in. You know, Ghana, for like... 2018, 2019, the biggest conversation in Ghana was bauxite for infrastructure, mm-hmm. which is also a barter deal, which was supposed to be mm. Chinese providing roads, Chinese yeah. building bridges, Something. and then we would give them proceeds from bauxite. Yeah. As we speak, we don't know if any bauxite has been mined, not uh, much less even sold. The vehicle for it we is don't know whether they are, the proceeds are there. Mm-hmm. And now that we are told that you can either do it either through direct barter or through broker, I don't know whether the bauxite for infrastructure also come through direct infrastructure or through some barter, whatever. So I'm just saying that this is a very good example of a barter deal that has to be properly structured because there are other barter deals that we have seen which may also then learn from this one. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this is the best way to set off if you are going to do something as intricate and important as this. So I'm appealing to the leading ministries, the energy ministry and the ministry of uh, lands, to provide more clarity and share the document, the policy document on this, so that we will all be at peace as to where this is headed. And then we can also then ask our question. And then those of us who are unable have to explain whatever is going on will also do that. Failing that, I'm just going to read a few quick comments quickly. I believe there are a couple of questions around mm-hmm. this issue. Ah, okay. CBCBS, it will be important to know who the company, which company bought the gold and at what rate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that was something that was also interesting, Bernard. Mm-hmm. The question about the, the 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 sorry the revelation about how this company is taking up the cost yeah. of movement of movement and storage with at no extra charge or nothing for that Christmas. All right, um, more messages coming in. Uh, how will the G four O program ensure equitable distribution to Bidex and not seem to distort the market? The USD inflows from gold purchase and resale program could be made available to the BDCs at FX rate, same as would be for the G four O cargo. This will reduce prices in general at the pump. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. Bernard, I can promise you that fuel prices will not go down anytime soon because of this all for gold deal. My reasons: oh. one, government may succeed in reducing demand for forex, which I doubt. Two. We are entering Chinese New Year, which requires more fuel, particularly petrol. So world demand goes up and prices will go up as well. Mm. Three, right after Chinese New Year, we'll start another driving season in Europe and the USA. 
so I wonder how government can bring down fuel prices since even with the go for all deal, they're exchanging value for value. This is Kwesi Akwa from Sakumono. Okay. Uh, I was running some numbers comparing our uh, gold exports to our cocoa exports and our oil imports. And I just feel that there's a lot of public discourse that needs to have gone into this discussion. So, for example, gold is a store of value, right? So one of the, one of the reasons, of course, the U.S. doesn't use a gold standard anymore, but one of the things gold does is that because the value of gold can appreciate, mm-hmm. people use that to back their currencies. Certainly. The gold standard is no longer there. All right. Americans so, removed it. Yes, but I'm still saying that for Ghana, <clears throat> gold is still a big store of value. Yes. The, the Russians and then the Chinese are now going yes. that way. So is this also not front-loading your immediate problems, right? Because we already have a difficult fiscal situation and we are managing it. We are paying for the petroleum anyway. So if you are even buying gold reserves, why are you using the gold now to buy oil? Why can't you store that gold for future use where in the future you are, you are in high levels of debt? So whatever windfall, I'm not saying we're doing the windfall, whatever windfall you are, supposedly, and we're not even getting the windfall, that's a problem. Because at least in the first 40,000 tons, 40% of the companies did not pass the price onto us. Definitely. You are using scarce gold mm-hmm. to buy this finished product, and the BDCs, so the OMCs are not passing this on to us. Mm-hmm. So that is why we should, we are interested yeah. in who is buying the gold, yeah. so th- th- at th- what th- rate, just and why many- is that person you know, taking up the costs associated with movement and storage. Because mm-hmm. w- once you are able to answer that question, mm-hmm. then you pull the veil on who exactly are the people behind the whole transaction. Because it is not possible to say, gold is a very precious thing. You keep it for years, you retain value. Of course, there are times where the value goes down because of prevailing market prices. But the traditional approach has always been that store it, it will return some value in big way. So if this person who is buying the gold, we don't know the person, someone is hiding somewhere buying the gold, has a lot of dollars. Where is he even giving the, getting the forex from? Some people are speculating that, oh, they may be giving, getting the forex uh, from the Bank of Ghana uh, because they are selling it to people to do it. Imagine that is the situation. So the Bank of Ghana has the gold and is supplying the, the, the forex to whoever is buying the the, 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 the the forex and that person uses that forex to buy the gold and then keeps the gold or uses the money no, to this is Boston some people no they've not told us who is buying the, the, the what do you call uh, it okay. the dollars no not the dollars the gold that we want to know we don't know the company mm-hmm. So who is this person who is Father Christmas as okay. to buy the gold at whatever? Carry it, carry it for free. For free. Store it for free. For free. Unless there's something inside. We'll take a break here. We'll come back with more. This is City Breakfast. You'll stay with us. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. So time is uh, 23 minutes past nine. Um, 
we have a big interview coming up at 9 30. this is probably the most anticipated <laughs> eu interview in a long time yep before we do that let's do some announcements because the eu are sponsors of the heritage caravan and they indeed they, they sponsored the the back to the village food bazaar as well they've mm. really fallen in love with the heritage month yeah. and they want to give one seat powerful on the bus hmm. Hmm. For Brilliant. seven days, yes. 13 regions, uh-huh. one bed uh-huh. in the hotel Thank you. for free. We food, everything, and the supply. food, and the food, the food, and the, food. food. <laughs> and the visit to the tourists, everything, everything. paid for. Yes. They are going to give me this money, yes, free. Yeah, 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 All you need to do is to bath, yes, and hide them, and carry your potomato. The EU ambassador is here. Before we talk to him, we're going to do a couple of things. So, uh, the way we we'll do it is we'll talk to him first. You tell us why they are supporting, what they are doing this year, what's the focus for 2023, how EU got in right, some of the key issues, trade, human rights, security, and all those nice things. And when we are done, he will ask the question. Mm-hmm. So he will ask the question, you call in. This time it's a call in issue. Yes. We'll announce it. You call in and then you answer. If he agrees with your answer, he'll give you the ticket. If he doesn't like your answer, you say, Charlie, the next caller. Mm-hmm. So today, it's not me, it's him. Uh, so if you don't get the tickets, you blame the excellency. Uh, so we're coming to that in a second. Could we just give me two quick announcements before All we do right. that? Well, speaking of traveling, mm-hmm. let's tell you about your next adventure and how mm-hmm. you can plan it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the destination, it's how you get there. And mm-hmm. one of the best bits about holidays is the food, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wouldn't it be great if you could get a taste of your destination before you even arrive? Okay. On Emirates, you can dine on gourmet meals inspired by regional cuisine. And what better way to toast the start of your holiday? than with your choice of free-flowing drinks. And, of course, you can expect world-class service along every step of your journey from Emirates' award-winning cabin crew. Mm. So wherever you decide to fly, fly better on Emirates. You get so much more in Emirates' economy. Find out more at emirates.com. And Provident Insurance is 40 years old and they welcome you to a new year. Remember to insure your new car or renew your existing motor insurance policy from now till the 31st of March mm-hmm. and you get a free gift such as fuel coupons and several other branded Provident souvenirs. Mm-hmm. So rush for your insurance cover now. And remember, with Provident, man, you are covered. It's a holiday. Uh, let's talk about Askia Immigration. Yes, indeed. Now, Askia Immigration Consulting Services is mm. committed to being your source of information, your personal advisor, and your authorized representative in all your immigration matters for Canada. Our consolidated and personal information approach provides the support you need to make the right decision for you and your family. Whatever your needs are, or to know more about Canada Immigration, contact Askia Immigration Consulting Services to help you discover everything you need to know about Canada. It's a regulated firm and is located at one airport square, Airport City, Accra, near the Holiday Inn Hotel. Go to askiaimmigration.com for a free consultation. You can also call 0506-012-289 or follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. It's at Askia Immigration and on Twitter, it's at Askia Immigrate. Askia Immigration Consulting Services, the joy of greatness for your journey to Canada. And when you hear this song, you know what we're talking about. Ha-ha! <laughs> 
And it's from the 4th to the 11th of March. We travel around the country. I've been on the caravan twice. Mm-hmm. And it's such an amazing experience. Traveling through your own country on a bus. Just admiring nature. Mm-hmm. Meeting people. Visiting tourist centers. Eating food. Mm-hmm. Drumming. Dancing. <laughs> jumping. And this year, we have on the train a number of big sponsors. The EU... They promised us last year they would be on big time this time because last year they supported the Bank of the Fleetwood Bazaar yeah. and they've made good their promise. They are like big on the mm, caravan, mm, mm. you know. And so this morning, the ambassador is here to talk about EU but also to give a seat on the bus mm. for free, free of charge. Hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is unprecedented. Wait, wait, let me just be sure that it's true before I even <laughs> enter. So, Your Excellency Ikad Razal, you are welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you, Bernard? I'm very well, thank How are you doing? I'm fine, I'm fine. Is it true you are given a free ticket? So that we know it, how It to... looks incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. It looks too good to be true. Because even we who organize have never given a free ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no, last year, last year you almost challenged me. Alright. Are you able to make it? Are you able to support this uh, yes. initiative, etc., yes. etc. Et yeah. So last year we came a bit late. hmm and we we chose the the food bazaar. Yes, I would not say as a fallback plan because this was incredible, mm-hmm. but it was uh, I would say we were short of. Okay, mm. so we were happy to engage already with the incredible uh, mm. Ghana gastronomy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I discovered a lot, a lot of lot food. Of I lot. saw you eating, tasting different things. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the day. Contomire is my favorite. Contomire. Yes. It, it changes all the time. So now I'm uh, very much into contomire. Uh, I like I like that you, I don't even pronounce it contomire. Mm-hmm. You know, you are eating you are eating good things. <laughs> Alright, so before we come to contomire and culture and everything else, so let's talk about the state of play, EU and Ghana. Where are we? What are we up to? Yeah, but before that, okay. I have to confirm okay. it's true. It's we true. are supporting the yeah. We are supporting the heritage caravan. And I confirm we will be giving away one, one ticket. ticket. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, so let, let's talk about the state of play of EU in Ghana. Where are we in our relations? Uh, the relations are, are growing bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. It's getting deeper and deeper. And uh, we, we have had a tremendous uh, year 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, a number of high-level visits. You know, mm-hmm. high-level visits are always a good indication of how well the, the relations yeah. are performing. Mm-hmm. So we we had the visit of the commissioner in charge of international partnerships. Mm-hmm. She had a tremendous tremendous time here because um, we we have officially launched. Mm-hmm. I know it looks a bit you know technical or barbaric, but mm-hmm. we have launched with so-called. Um, framework document which frames the future relations when it comes to cooperation between Ghana and uh, and the EU for 21-2024 okay. uh, with an envelope of uh, a bit more than 200 million euro grants. Mm-hmm. But more importantly and more interestingly, she visited the 
facilities we will support in terms of vaccine because mm -hmm. uh, there is a very important partnership between the European Union and Ghana mm -hmm. to make this country mm -hmm. one of the very few countries in Africa which mm -hmm. will produce mm -hmm. its own vaccines for COVID Wonderful. and, of course, m beyond COVID because uh, mm -hmm. COVID, of course, I hope mm -hmm. it will be passing some, some time soon, but there are mm -hmm. other diseases which mm -hmm. needs to be attended. Wow. She had huge interaction with... Uh, youth and entrepreneurs because mm -hmm. we wanted to to help them showcase mm -hmm. uh, their you know achievements when it comes to engineer things to process things mm. in agriculture mm -hmm. and recycling etc mm. the other high level visit that we had is the top the top visit what you can imagine it's the president of the european council who visited yeah. ghana yeah. so Who is the man? The man is Mr. Charles Michel, mm -hmm. and he chairs uh, what we call the Council of uh, Head of State, European wow. Council. So basically, he's the chair of the European presidents and prime ministers. Is that the most powerful arm of the EU? It's the highest office. The highest office. It's the highest This office. This guy is the chair. Yes, exactly. Wow. And he visited Ghana. He chose Ghana specifically because mm -hmm. this links to the other topic. Mm -hmm. uh, the country organized, with our support, uh, the first ever summit of mm -hmm. the Accra Initiative. Yes. Have you heard about it? We heard of the Accra Initiative. So it's uh, an initiative taken by the neighboring country, Ghana and its neighboring country, yes. to prevent... prevent possible spillover of terrorist activities very in important. the soil. Very, very important. Yeah. And this is something we, mm. we care about and we, we support very much. Mm. And the president of the European Council wanted to demonstrate this support. Yeah. And uh, that was a good opportunity as well for, mm. for visiting Ghana. Mm. This is something he wanted to so do. So it seems to me Ghana is becoming very important within Sahel, West Africa to global cooperation. The fact that Ghana was chosen, in fact, the fact that they even call it the Accra Initiative, the location of the country and subsequent developments within Burkina Faso, Mali, clearly puts Ghana at the center, looking at the way our democracy works. So I, I think Ghana's importance is, is, you can't overstate it. Ghana uh, was always important mm. since uh, 57, yeah. I would say. But yes, I think it's, uh, you make a, an accurate uh, depiction of mm. uh, the reason why um, this country becomes more and more pivotal. Mm -hmm. This is the way I would uh, mm -hmm. describe it. Mm -hmm. More pivotal in West Africa. You remember uh, President Akufado chaired ECOWAS for two years, which was unheard of because usually you have a mandate for one year, but uh, he has been asked mm -hmm. to stay on. Mm -hmm. And he championed democracy and stability in the region. Uh, Ghana is now sitting in the UN Security Council, mm -hmm. which makes it yeah. a very important yeah. uh, partner for international security matters. And mm -hmm. you have seen the stance and the work that Ghana has made mm -hmm. to uh, condemn the Russian invasion yeah. of Ukraine, for yeah. example. And as you say, in the sub-region, in West Africa, Ghana is playing a key role as well of mm. stability, mm. of safeguarding democracy, so on and so forth. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll come to the culture and heritage issues later, but since we are here, how does what you've said translate into your priorities for Ghana for the next four or five years? Obviously, security is one of them, right? Yes, what, what else is a key issue for the EU in Ghana in the next maybe four or five years? 
the key issue uh, these are shared priorities mm -hmm. I insist obviously, it's obviously. not EU's agenda obviously, yes. uh, we are negotiating the, uh, the areas and basically we agreed on uh, I would say very important but not so surprising priorities priority mm -hmm. number one is job and growth Mm. So we want to find ways together with the Ghanaian government to support job creation for you, women, for everyone in Ghana, uh, and to make it uh, as sustainable as possible, because uh -huh. sustainability is a key issue across mm -hmm. the globe. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, priority number one. Priority number two is to make urbanization making more sense. This is what we call smart and sustainable cities mm -hmm. uh, because uh, urbanization sometimes in Africa tends to be a bit uh, chaotic and this is where you can score points. And uh, the third uh, area of uh, shared priority, you name it, is uh, security Obviously. and good governance, uh, regional security as regional. well. So mm -hmm. these are... So job and growth, uh, urbanization. I like the fact that urbanization must make sense. Yes. And then security and good governance as the top three. But I also noticed that culture and heritage is an important part of... In that, when you came here for your interview first, I think you were very interested in that. And it's very clear from even your sponsorship of some of the things... Why is culture and heritage an important part of what the EU does in Ghana? Culture uh, is a key mm -hmm. driver for change. Mm -hmm. It can change your mindset, it can change your approach, the way you see things mm -hmm. when it comes to, for example, your relation to sustainability, yeah. your relation to job, your relation to uh, uh, growth creation, so on and so forth. This is one side. But secondly, we want it to support and highlight heritage mm -hmm. because this is a key factor of uh, cohesiveness. Mm. People from the south should know better what's happening in the north, in the west, in the east, so on and so forth. But beyond that, something we are very interested in is the commonalities between Ghana and neighboring countries. Right. Sometimes you, you get uh, surprised with the lack of um, uh, knowledge between neighboring countries. And uh, when you will travel in the northern uh, part of uh, Togo or mm -hmm. Benin, you will see things which, which are very similar to mm -hmm. what you will see in, uh, mm -hmm. in Ghana. Mm -hmm. uh, Larabanga Mosque, they have small over Larabangas in Cote d'Ivoire. And this tells something, this tells something, it tells that uh, humankind is one. Mm -hmm. And I think culture and heritage is uh, a testimony to that. Wonderful. And uh, mm -hmm. this is a key driver for cohesiveness in the country, mm. but with your neighbors. Mm. And of course, you know, heritage enriches you, you Wonderful. know. Okay. Now, the, the phone number to call, I'm going to announce shortly, but I just wanted to know what your activities were for the year. So, yes, we know the priority areas, jobs and growth, urbanization, security and good governance. We know human rights is also important to EU, other multilateral issues. But in this specific activities or programs that we should know about and put on our calendar, for the year? For the year, we will roll out the priority identified and formally launched uh, last year. Mm -hmm. So basically, you will hear more and more of us mm -hmm. in terms of opening, launching, okay. uh, short cutting of mm -hmm. the project that mm -hmm. we have been speaking about mm -hmm. uh, in job and growth. Mm -hmm. Agriculture is a key Mm -hmm. uh, in the taking for the European Union in Ghana because mm -hmm. this is where you can create mm -hmm. a lot of jobs mm -hmm. in a uh, lot of areas of the country, mm -hmm. especially for women and youth. Mm -hmm. 
and you will uh, hear from us as well in terms of uh, once again reinforcing our uh, commitment and support for uh, mm. stability, mm. human rights, uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. Wonderful. We're speaking to uh, Ikhad Razali, who's the EU ambassador in Ghana. And uh, as he said, he has a ticket to give out for the Heritage Caravan. The number to call is 0302-224959. That's the phone number, 0302-224959. Now you call us and tell us where you're calling from. And then I will hand you over to him. And he will ask you the question. If you, ans- if you answer it in a satisfactory manner... Uh, Sky, do you have any question for me to see if you can give me a free ticket? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you were the Christmas, how would you have asked me? Oh, yeah, I would have asked you a very simple question. Which was which question? Okay, so let me ask you this question. Mind you, these are not the questions that we ask. The, the <laughs> yeah, question to be asked, we asked by the ambassador. Uh-huh. This is Richie Sky trying to test my knowledge of EU. Uh-huh. Mind you, Richie Sky, when he did law, he was the best student in European law. Yeah. Wow. At the I'm University impressed. of yeah. Birmingham. Yeah, he got the prize. Buckingham. Buckingham. I'm a trained lawyer myself. Oh, yeah. that's so. good. Oh. I think you should congratulate me. So <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. He left Ghana to go and study EU law and he got, he was the best student in EU law. Yeah. How did you get into studying EU law? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's one of the requirements you do when, um, you are doing, um, law in the U- U- United Kingdom. Mm. Because, oh, wow. I mean, the United Kingdom until 2001. I didn't think of Brexit. Hold on, let me announce the line again. So zero three zero two 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 four nine five nine zero three zero two 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 six zero one three zero three zero two 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 six zero one three and also zero three zero two nine seven three seven three six. If you want to answer it's a very simple question. If you want a free ticket to Heritage Caravan yeah. So you went to study EU law in, in England. In England, yeah. After Brexit. Yeah, that's right. Even after ble- the irony, Brexit. The irony of irony. Yeah, they are still very much interested in the European they have Union to be. because that's the biggest thing. want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Will you accept them with the government? Everything is possible. Okay. <laughs> I like that diplomatic answer. <laughs> yeah, Where's the headquarters of the EU? Oh, Brussels. Yeah, that's a good I used to do what you know. I'm oh, not yeah, bad. Yeah, correct. You correct. Can ask, me, ask me another one. Okay, so which countries are the founding countries of the European Union? There's obviously France. There's obviously Germany. No, these are my questions, not your questions. Mm-hmm. France and Germany, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I don't know about others. So you have Italy, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands. Vida is on the line. Yep. Vida <laughs> is on the line. Uh, Ambassador, good morning. Talk to Vida. How are you, Vida? Hello, Ambassador. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. And you? I'm fine. I'm delighted. I'm always delighted when I'm on uh, CTFM. Yeah, good to know. Are you ready to answer the question? Okay. So the question is the following. The question which can get you a free ticket to join the Heritage Caravan. Yes. And maybe meet with me because I will join the caravan. You will join the caravan? Yes, I can (laughs) do So, the question is the following. Mm-hmm. What are the three most visited cities for tourist purposes? The three most visited cities in Europe last year. Ah. And you have one attempt too. Really? Yes, if you get it wrong, somebody else will call. The three most visited cities in Europe. Um, honestly... I have no don't idea. Know. Let's try the next yeah. caller. Let's try the next person. Who is on the line? Hello? Let's just go through. Uh, hello? hello? Hello, good morning. 
Yes, good morning. Yeah, what's your name, please? My name is Emmanuel. Okay, so it's the same question, right? So, Emmanuel, the yes. same question. Name the three most visited cities in Europe in 2022. Three most visited cities in Europe in 2022. Yes, correct. Um, that would be... Uh, stop Googling. You have only 30 seconds to answer. Please hurry up. No, no, no. You don't have the answer. You don't have the answer. Let's move to the next person. Please, this man, the way that is even going, is this still there? It's gone. No, it's somebody else. Yes, are you there? Okay, hold on. Yes, yes. Paris. Uh-huh. Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And then Madrid. All right, I think he got it. Yes, that's correct. What's the name? So what's, what's the name? What's the name? What's the name? Repeat. My yes. name is Emmanuel Okanja. Can you repeat the answer? Paris, mm-hmm. Amsterdam, and then Madrid. Which countries are these towns in? <laughs> Which countries are these towns in? Yes. Oh, Benadiyah. No, I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Know, I want to know. I want to know you are not a robot. Yeah, in France. <laughs> <laughs> so Paris is in France. Amsterdam is Netherlands, and then and then Spain, Madrid. I see. So uh, tell me about yourself. What's your name, and where do you, what do you do? Okay, so I'm Emmanuel Okanja. I work with uh, Mission Fund Ghana. Mm-hmm. I Mission Funds Ghana. Yes, please. Okay, you will talk to you later. <laughs> but we'll wear you in your t-shirt too. Oh, that's you fine. wear EU pants, everything EU. You paint yourself in EU colors to go and do that. Right. And you meet all of us. So t- we'll take your details. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Well uh, done. Uh, thank you very much. Ambassador, thank you. Ambassador will be on TV on Friday with another seat for free. City TV. Yes. So, but it's a different question. It's a different, different question. Thank you for being on the show. Always good to have you. Thank you, Bernard. My pleasure. All right, now let's let's get straight into the next segment. Skoku is going to host the segment because uh, she was a pronouncer. You know, in in the spelling bee thing, eh, mm-hmm. the way you even mentioned the word is very important. And we're going to have the winners for this year's spelling bee in house. We'll be speaking to Skoku Hansen shortly. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. When I read, I go. I'm in Domitable, cuss and read. I'm in Domitable, I'm a spelling bee. I'm in Domitable, ain't no nothing to feed. When I fail, I will try, try, try till I win. 
All right, 9.48 on the City Breakfast Show. And before we get into our next discussion, which I'm really excited about, I've got to tell you about the Emirates and how they're helping you plan your next adventure. So remember, it's not just the destination, it's how you get there. One of the best bits about holidays is the food. So wouldn't it be great if you could get a taste of your destination before you even arrive? On Emirates, you can dine on gourmet meals inspired by regional cuisine. And what better way to toast the start of your holiday than with your choice of free-flowing drinks? And of course, you can expect world-class service along every step of your journey from Emirates' award-winning cabin crew. So wherever you decide to fly, fly better on Emirates. You get so much more in Emirates' economy. Find out more at emirates.com. And I'm here in the studio with five brilliant and beautiful young ladies. And uh, no, they are not a girl group or a girl band. They are the winners or the winning team, should we say, of the 2023 Spelling Bee. And again, as I said, this is so exciting and you'll find out why uh, for so many reasons. All right. Now, um, we'll start with first, second and third place. And uh, with first place, there's something really, really special. So I think I need to reserve her for last, right? But let's take the top three for now. Janice, Ifiba and Kitsia. Janice, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to City CBS. Now, um, Michelle Kuma is with Seoul Clinic International School, I think. Michelle, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Hi, Michelle. And then in first place, and the returning champion... Nadum Dakwasari, who goes to DPS International School. Hi, Nadum. Welcome Hi. back. Hi. It's good to be here. Good to see you as champion again. Congratulations on retaining your trophy. We're very, very proud and excited for you. Um, and then we'll get to know a lot more about the journey. Now, for our fourth and fifth young ladies here, they'll introduce themselves. And then we'll find out a lot more about why there are five of them and what's going to be happening uh, next. Okay, so let's start with fourth place. Okay. My name is Ruth Abin Davis. I'm 11 years old and I go to the Oyster Academy. Fantastic, Ruth. Okay, and fifth my name is Petra Sopong, and I'm 12 years old, and I go to the McCarthy Hill School. Okay. Now, Petra, you're also a familiar face at the Spelling Bee. So I'm, I'm just going to go around and ask each of you how many times you've participated in the Bee. Okay. How many times, if this is your first time, your second, your third, your fourth, just let us know. So, Petra, let's start with you. This would be my fourth time. Fourth time participating, yes. right? Okay. Now... Remind us of where you go to school, what year you're in, how old you are, and in what town or city your school is. I I go to the McCarthy School, and I'm in year 7 and okay. 12. I used to be homeschooled, but mm-hmm. yeah, I go to school now. Fantastic. I remember that from last year, actually, that you were the contestant who was homeschooled, and now you've just started actually going to a school, yes. right? Okay, we'll talk to you about that later, what it's like now being in school. But you're back here as a, a top winner in, in, in the Spelling Bee. So well done, well Thank done. You. Okay, now Ruth, tell us a bit about yourself as well. The school you attend, what city your school is in, how old you are, what year you are in school, and how many times you've done the B. I'm 11 years old. I'm in year seven. I go to the Oyster Academy, which is in Tema, and I've done the B three times. This is my third year. Okay, nice. So fourth time, McCarthy Hill, third time, Tema. Okay. 
All right. My name is Janice. Yes, Janice. And this is my first time. My first time? St. Francis of Assisi in Nadrita Kadi. Wow. And I am in year seven. Okay. So you're a first timer and you place third on your first try. And you're representing Takrade. I'm sure they're jubilating and very excited right now. Yes. Okay. Now, Michelle. Um, hello, I'm Michelle. I'm in grade 8 in Sokonek International School Ooh. from in Cantonments. This is my second time in the B. Very good. Yes. Very good. Well done. And, of course, Nadum. My name is Nadum Dakwasari. I am 11 years old. I am in year six in DPS International School, and this is my fourth time. Fourth time and second time winning this, which is such an amazing feat. Okay, now let's talk about the process. Let's talk about Saturday and everything that happened on Saturday. It was a long day, right? Yes. Okay, so what time did your day start? Okay, let's 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 just have a girl chat. Okay, and and yes, let's point out that all five of these individuals, once again are young ladies. This is fantastic. And I remember Eugenia asked me on TV last week when we were interviewed, she said, oh, do I think a boy is going to win or a girl? And um, I didn't answer, actually. I think we said, oh, a boy or a girl will win. But to see five of you here, all girls, this is, this is, this is amazing. Nothing against the boys. I have three sons. I understand. It's great. But uh, I'm, I'm very, very proud of all of you. Okay, Thank so you. Saturday, what was it like? How early did you start? So I... I came to the hall at seven seven a.m. in the morning, and I spelled my words. My words were my first word was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting it now. Okay, so I I had bonsai, I had acerbity, and then I had geriatric. Okay. Yes. Oh, those are, those are pretty nice words. Yeah. As Were there any words that came, and this is, any of you can answer this, any words that came at you that you thought, whoa, this is a bit difficult. I need to take my time a bit with this one. Or wait, did you did you fly through all of them or you thought, oh, this, these are mostly a piece of cake until you got a word that eliminated you? What what did you think of the words that you, you got on Saturday? So on Saturday, before every round, I'd like to listen to the first word. Thank God I wasn't the first person. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone remember what the very first word was on yes. Saturday? What was it? Vituperative. Vituperative. No, the first word was um, barograph. Barograph. For the first person. For the first person. Yes. Okay. Barograph. Well, not, not, not too bad. Yeah. Kind of, it's a nice easing in word. Okay. All right. So you thought about your words... You, you were glad you weren't the first person. Yes, please. Why? Do you think being the first person to spell adds pressure? Not really, but I'd like to see someone else spell. Okay. Like whenever I'm doing something, I like to see someone do it first okay. to see how it's going to be like before. Before you go ahead. You go ahead. But yeah. you know the interesting thing? In this whole setup, you're the one who's volunteering <laughs> to speak first. Like you haven't you haven't waited for anyone. You're the one who's <laughs> stepping up first. So maybe you've learned something from the B. Like, look, yes, I, I've got this. Yeah, I can do this. Confidence. Co yeah. Exactly. You're exuding a lot of confidence, which is awesome. Thank okay. You. Ah, let's find out from our first timer. Okay. What was the first word you got? Vituperative. So vituperative. That was your first word. How did you feel about it? Like I could spell it. So as soon as as soon as. It was pronounced. So was it Mrs. Ketuku or was it Darren? Who who pronounced your first word? Um, Darren. It was Darren. So when he said it, you thought to yourself, oh, 
Yes. This is easy. I'm I'm through to the next <laughs> round. Yes. Like you were very confident. Okay. Petra, how about you? My first word, I actually don't remember. Yeah? But was there any word that stuck out as you were going through the rounds that you thought, whoa, you had to pause a bit? So in round five, the word I have to spell was um, Gesellschaft. And it's a Gesellschaft, German, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a German word. I had seen it before. Well, those German words are just usually spelled some weird way. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Because I had seen it before, I kind of had an idea how to spell it. Okay. So I just spelled it how I remembered it. And okay. it was right. And it was right. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. Um, what, word, what word sticks out to you from Saturday? None of the Ruth. words actually stuck out because I knew all of them. Eish. Eish. <laughs> you just had it like that. Yeah. Okay. But What was the easiest one for you to spell? Zeitgeist. Oh yeah, okay. I'm okay. I remember hearing that word. So that was you who spelled it. Yes. Nice one. Okay, madam, you've been here, done that, won it twice, <laughs> right? At any point, did you feel? Oh, I think this is this is the one where I'm I'm not going to get it right. Or did you know that you were you were on point? Um, I think in the eleventh or so round, I got this word, which is grizzen. And it was French. See, French, if it was a double S, mm-hmm. they will usually pronounce it Grisson. Yes. And so I didn't know what to do. And so I just spelled it the way I heard it. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be wrong, but it was actually But it was right. actually right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, you know, the spelling bee and Eugenia is here. And, you know, I know she's she's like the mother hen watching over her, her bee, bees, but bee chicks. Um, and I know she's very proud, but as you've been through this whole process, what are some of the major things, aside learning about new words and how to spell them, what are some of the other things the spelling bee has taught you? Hmm. Who wants to take that one? Okay, Ruth, go ahead. I've learned how to communicate with people better because I've made a lot of friends since I started this. That's yeah. good. One of, yeah, I saw you guys talking out there and you were talking about food and buffets and having fun at hotels. Like, you've really been chilling. Okay. How to communicate with people better. Okay. All right. Who else wants to, to tell me what the spelling bee has taught them or something else you've learned in the spelling bee? Okay, Petra, go ahead. It helps with public speaking. It helps you stand in front of people and talk to a lot of people. Yeah. Because at the spelling bee, there are lots, there are lots of people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just scary so <laughs> it can be intimidating right yes. yeah so it helps good 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 okay um janice yeah it has made me very very confident in myself mm. because mm. when we went for the semi-finals i was like shaking really yes Aww. because it was my first time right but I didn't see anyone shaking. I thought I was the only person. <laughs> but I saw others do it in the finals. Mm. So when I got my first word correct, I was like, thank God. Because if I got out, it would be very, very sad. Oh, you, did you feel like you, you're representing the whole of Takarade? So like, yes, the whole of Western region. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I was the only person. Yes, you're, you're the only one from the Western region representing. Like, deep breath. Shh. I'm sure they're going to have, like, a whole parade for you yes. waiting at Darin, home. When I, I was always going to spell, Darren made me take a, uh, take a deep breath. Okay. So I was... <laughs> <laughs> so 
like I was a little bit calmed down. But the, the, the technique worked. Yes. Okay. Now I'm going to hone in on you, Nadum, because to win this, to, to win it even once is no small feat, right? To win it twice, back to back, is unprecedented for this bee, right? And it it's, it says a lot about, uh, should we say, your coaching staff as well. Aside the Young Educators team, we know that your your parents, your brother has been a huge influence, also a former champion. So coming in the second time around, after winning it before, there could be the tendency to maybe think, oh, you know, nothing new here. I've got this. What was your preparation like for this second time? I mean, your fourth time doing it, but for winning it the second time, what did you do differently, if anything at all? I didn't really do much differently, but I think I really learned some more mm. because, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to go and not win it again. You'd just be so sad. <laughs> You're like, once I'm here, I've got to win this again. Yeah. And that was your goal. In fact, you said you just wanted to be in the three who will go to scripts yeah. just so you can go it because you knew you could do better. Yeah. Last year, tell us a bit about last year, your, your journey through the script spelling bee in the USA. Um, what is it that you think this year will be different, right? Now that you're going back to try again. This year, the spelling bee gave us some lists for the vocabulary and I was really able to memorize the meanings of all the words in it. But last year when I was in the scripts for the 4,500 words that they gave us, I don't think I was really able to put it in my head. Mm -hmm. And so this year, the list that they gave us, when I was able to memorize everything, mm -hmm. I think it really improved my confidence in being able to do the vocabulary mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the scripts and so... Yeah, I really feel like I can do well this time. You're looking forward to it. Because yeah. obviously you've been there before. And Petra, you went as well last year. Yes. What was your experience like last year? Um, it was, the audience was way more than, <laughs> than the huge, one here. Right? Yes. And you had, I mean, spellers from all over. Yes. Loads of them. But you were one of them. Yes. I mean, stop and think about that for a second. For all of those thousands of spellers from around the world, you were part of that group, right? Yes. Yeah. I actually didn't know I would make it that far because it's it's supposed to be way harder than this one. Well, it was hard, but it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. So you felt like you belonged there? Like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, kind yeah, of. I'm one of them. And you're going back. So it's great. Okay, so what do we have up next? First of all, tell us about what you won, because I know there's loads of prizes and lots of stuff that you walked away with. So tell us about the prizes that you won on Saturday. Okay. Ruth, why don't you start? Okay. I won a, a trip to Kenya. Woo! And 1,000 Ghana CDs. Mm -hmm. And certificates. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Okay. Um, how about you, Janice? Um, I was a yellow bee and mm -hmm. I tasted. Um, I got. I was a black drone too. You're a yellow bee and a black drone. So for those who don't understand, what's a yellow bee and what's a black drone? Um, a yellow bee is one who goes attends uh, most of the sessions, mm -hmm. and one who um, 
like did well in the vocabulary test and came for most of the sessions, mm. the other sessions. Okay. And joined the Zooms always. So, like, and the black drones are those who did well in the vocabulary. Okay. So you were very consistent and you excelled in yes. all of those those levels. Okay. Fine. Um, Michelle. So I was a black drone and I was also a yellow bee, just okay. like Janice. I was the first runner-up, so I got a lot of prizes. Tell us some. I was like, hey, plenty prizes. So <laughs> that is because last year I did not win anything. I went home with my ten fingers. But, <laughs> but this year I was really grateful to God because I was able to win some prizes. Like Black John and Yellow Bee. I can't even remember some of them. There were a lot. Wow. Yeah, but your smile says it all. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exciting. Yeah. Okay. Nadum, we obviously know what one of the big prizes is, right? You'll be re- representing us in the USA, but what else do you win? And, and then Petra, too. Uh, I won an HSC camp, a two-week mm. camp with Michelle. Awesome. <laughs> so we will be able to do that when we are older and mm. more eligible for it. And some Indomie products. Mm-hmm. To eat. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot, yeah. A lot, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Petra. But, so, I also got a trip to Nairobi and mm. Kenya, mm-hmm. and I got a thousand CDs for, from the top ten, because I made it to the top ten. I got a thousand CDs. Okay. And I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and just for our listeners to know, we're going till 10 after 10, because you're so special that we're actually extending the city breakfast show time just for you. Normally by this time we'd be done. Like we finish at 10, but because of the five of you, we've extended the time just so people can hear how amazing you are. Right. What do you want to say to your parents? Because this is as much a commitment for them as it is for you. We know that you have to do a lot of work to get this far. Right. But obviously you can't do it without your parents support and encouragement. So what do you want to say to them? Okay, Michelle, you're right up (laughs) on the bat. Tell us, tell us. I like to say a big thank you to my mom. She's like my number one fan. She's always, she's she's like, as you're talking, you should see that she's like, she's watching you through the, through the window. She always (laughs) encourages me, always prays for me. She's, she's like the material mother. Thank you, mom. Okay. Yes, who else wants to say something to their parents? Um, I want to say a big thank you to my father. Janice, um, Mr. B, my parents, my family, all my friends. Um, to, um, even the girl that didn't want me to win. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <clears throat> There's someone who didn't want you to win. Yes. It was someone from, from from your school or like who like Yeah, my school. Really? <laughs> well, I I wonder what she's going to say when you walk in triumphantly to your school. Yeah, she was even trying to chat with me but I ignored her. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully she'll congratulate you and maybe you'll even inspire her to try as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Ruth. I want to say a big thank you to my father. Because he trained eleven students and six of them excelled. Wow! Your dad, tra- your dad trained eleven students for the B. Yes. Fantastic. That's me, Janice, Michelle, Doria, and some other students. Wow! 
Hey, and your, your dad is super. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's and super he's my trainer. biggest supporter. He has helped me throughout this spelling bee. Mm. He saw my word and he saw that, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can win this. Aww. And so I want to say thank you to him because I love you very much, Daddy. Aww. <laughs> you should see how proud he's looking as he watches you there. Okay. Petra. Um, my parents helped me a lot. They, my mommy, she was always quizzing me. And mm. I, yeah, they got me some word lists and they helped me prepare for the spelling bee, mm. both of my parents. So they would both quiz me sometimes, even though sometimes my daddy, he mispronounced some of the words. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He mispronounced right. some of the words sometimes, but they both helped me. Awesome. Study. Okay. I think my parents, my brother, and my school, they yeah. helped me so much. See, my mom has been in this for like six years. I'm mm. pretty sure she's exhausted mm. by now. <laughs> and she has stayed. She stayed home for two days from work just to help me wow. to prepare, and also my brother. Mm, so mm, mm. I really like to say a big thank you to them, and also my school. My coach, Michael, said mm. he has done a really good job. So, yeah, a big thank you to him, too. Awesome. Okay, now, anyone, maybe there's a young person who's out there listening, who's thinking, oh, should I try this, Sh- shouldn't I? Madam, what would you say to that person who maybe is listening to you and thinking... But this looks so hard. I mean, she's done it twice, but it's a lot of hard work. What would you say to them? I think they should really give us a shot. Yeah. It could really change their lives. Succinctly put. I love it. Okay. We're at the 10-10 mark, so I know we have to go. But very quickly, I want the five of you to tell me what you want to do in the future. What you want to become. Who you want to be. Just very quickly. I'll go just this way from left to right. Petra. Um, I want to be a doctor or anything to do with science or computers. Because I like computers. I also okay. like science. All right. Michelle. I'd like to be a neurosurgeon. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. Madam. Uh, I'd either like to be a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon. Mm. Ruth. I'd like to go for the spelling bee again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'd like to be a lawyer. Mm. Okay. And Janice. I'd like to be a dentist. Hmm. We're going to have some beautiful teeth and skin and mm-hmm. brains and, and all kinds of stuff. Congratulations to all of you. Thank you. All the best. Enjoy the trip to Kenya. Enjoy the trip to the U.S. And I know that this year, all of you, you're geared up to do great things at the Script Spelling Bee. And we'll be watching and yeah, tracking you. Yeah, we're going you. to represent Ghana. Definitely. We know you represent Ghana us proud. well. And yes. Africa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eugenia, you've done a phenomenal job. Thank you. I know this is about them. That's why I didn't talk to you. You're just watching over them. But thank you so much. Again, Young Educators Foundation, your whole team, congratulations. We were proud to partner with you here at City. Um, and again, we look forward to hearing great things about these five wonderful young ladies. Congratulations once again. Yeah. Be young, be smart, be an architect of words. Build them all together, right? Read, write, read, often read anytime you can. Be a word, may weather, job. You need to learn, burn the midnight candle. So when they hit you with words, you don't fumble. You want to be a spelling bee, then commit to memory. More vocabulary, be a walking dictionary. Let's try one word, hickama. 
I'm sure you might. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning into the City Breakfast Show. And hopefully you got a nice bit of inspiration at the end there, right? So we appreciate you. Obviously, the news was the spelling champions. So that's enough. <laughs> that's why you didn't hear our usual news bulletin at 10. But we do appreciate you. Please do tune in tomorrow morning. Have a wonderful day. Learn, burn to beat my condo. So when it hits you with words, you don't fumble. You wanna be a spelling bee, then commit to memory. More vocabulary, be a walking dictionary. Let's try one word. Heck, City, 97.3. More variety.